Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. I want people to believe in me, and I want people to believe me when they taste my beer. That's what it's about. You mean you laid underneath it and tried to put his tongue up the bung? <laughs> I like to actually scoop up the yeast uh-huh. and look at it. 7 o'clock came real early that next morning. Oh, yeah, man. Thanks for dumbing that down for us. You did an awesome job. It's all about food and you beer. Punch me in the junk. Man, that thing was thick. The point is just beat it like it's your dick. I like to smell it <laughs> afterwards. Are you being sarcastic no. right now? Yeah. Bring your body armor. I ran in my jungle once on a ball valve on a kettle. That's <laughs> a true cheap. happy now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with... Well, Expert drinkers, this is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Welcome, everybody. This is The Session, The Mighty Session, as I like to call it. And uh, we are here on another lovely Monday night in downtown Concord, California, uh, re- reveling in the heat, finally. We have some warmth in the air. Spring sprung like two weeks ago. And, uh, you know, now the, the temperatures are coming along with it, and I appreciate that very much. I miss the cold. It's already too hot. He's also wearing a sweater. Right. I haven't shaved my sweater in a while. <laughs> right. <laughs> you need to trim the, the sweater balls down right. or whatever right. it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go, Warren. You all right? Yeah. You getting sick, buddy? Uh, Maybe. We'll find out. So will you guys tomorrow. Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't think so. No? I just need something to uh, clear my throat. Maybe like a mm-hmm. beverage of some kind. Yeah, yeah good luck. Okay. <laughs> good luck. We don't have that later. Yeah. Uh, I could, uh, I'm not going to go. Never mind. I had a weird experience with styles today and beers, and I, I, oh. I'm not going to talk about it because I don't want to pretend like it's... Look, it's no... Whenever, whenever I talk about styles should be this way or that way, I'm not, like, poo-pooing the establishment that is serving said styles. It's, it's, it's me. I'm fully aware that I have 
pigeonholed myself into this very hard to please beer drinker hmm. by by expecting what is generally accepted as the definition of given style. Well, but yeah, right, right. How dare you pigeonhole <laughs> yeah. yourself into that? Like, there's the ESB that I had that was just it was like it's like someone added all the caramel flavoring hmm. and uh, and then added a bunch of hops to counter it, and it was like, huh. I'm very well, disappointed. It's an extra special bitter. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's, it's, uh, it's something. Uh, anyway, thank you a lot for listening to this program. We have a cool uh, show for you guys tonight. I'm actually really excited about it. Uh, we have on the phone or on Skype with us today um, some folks from Brunswick Beer Works in Toronto, Canada. Whoa. I almost legitimately said Toronto, California, <laughs> because it's if it's not in California, I don't I don't mess around right. with it. I don't Is know. it in North America? <laughs> hard to say. Really hard <laughs> I guess to say. We can ask them. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited about that. And um, one of the guys that is on the phone, Lodwig. Right, Bev. Yes, <laughs> like I don't she knows. Know. Yeah, like it just. No, uh, I, I did. I did the whole thing. Like, can you help me pronounce your name? And then I did it, and now I can't remember. Lodwig, the worst. Lodwig. Uh, and then we also have Mike on. Now, Lodwig is the uh, the brewer, and uh, he used to brew at La Trappe. Whoa. So this guy knows a thing or two, and apparently he's like seventh generation uh, brewmaster or something like that. Oh, yeah. Wow. So he, 1600s or something like that. Yeah, so he knows what Way he's back. doing, <laughs> clearly. I would hope. Yeah, and uh, so I'm excited to talk to them about about everything that they're doing. It sounds like up there at, at, at Brunswick uh, Beer Vex, um, they're doing it, – it, it's it's almost like a, a collaboration space slash partner brewing, as Sully would say. It's like they, a contract brewery? They, yeah, they have a funky thing going on, and I really like it, and I think it's a cool concept. Hmm. Um, and so we're going to get into that a little bit later in the show. Okay. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Um, but first, of course, I want you guys to know that this show is brought to you by the fine people at More Beer, who, in case you didn't know, they have a site called More Beer Pro, and that's where they offer a lot of commercial stuff. So they have uh, bulk offers on malt, uh, malt, whatever, malt, not malt. malt. The malt huh. is different. They're not into the malt yet. Okay. Um, I'm, it's a burgeoning uh, uh, demo for them, and I've told them malt, sell ev- just ev- everything else, dump yeah. it, go into malt because well, malt is where the kids are going to be headed. Just fucking it, fly! It hasn't hit the homebrew market yet. It's only pro brewers using it now. Right. Yeah. It's it's just look. I brought cacao nibs to the homebrewers. I'm bringing malt what? to the homebrewers that was now you? too. That was wow. me. I threw more beer. I'm telling you, wow. more beer knows what's up. So check it out. They have both. Bulk malt. Ask for malt, though, really. <laughs> uh, hops, yeast, as well as pro fermenters and bright tanks, along with 4,000 other products to breweries at wholesale pricing. If you have a brewery, set up an account and save with morebeerpro.com. Um, I know it's probably too early, Warren, but I don't suppose you have a Twitter game today, do you? Uh, I, can get, I can get back to you with that. <laughs> You're just going to make it anyway. So why uh, well, it depends me? if it stinks. So yeah, I'll make okay. it up. But I had a rough draft. I just need to remember it. Okay. Well, you know, I appreciate that forward thinking. That yeah. Forward thinking. The rough thing. draft I came up with 10 seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's rough and still warm. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
Um, this one is, uh, let's do some feedback, actually. I don't know why I was going to jump in there. Feedback today is brought to you by John at the Beer Law Center. Go to beerlawcenter.com and email John Sitzmankowitz. I think he's going to be at Craft Brewers Conference. So if you guys oh, are going oh, there, yeah. nice. check out John. He's a good dude. Um, and, you know, I don't know if you know this, but I wrote the forward to his book. Oh, you did? Yeah, you I did that. Wow. Yeah, it's huh. the first time. I don't, I don't like to talk about myself. I know, right? It's you guys learn how to write it. first? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's, uh, hey, man, he didn't even read it. He was like, sure, I'm sure it's great. <laughs> it is great. I read it. It seems makes sense to me. Uh, it's all right. You know, when Justin read it, um, I noticed the, the, only, the only comment that he had the uh-huh. only comment was a negative comment and i was like man <laughs> i was really i was really happy with that man but did uh, you spell something wrong no, it was like myriad, that myriad oh, whole conversation. Yeah. Like, you can't just tell me that I did a good job writing a forward to a book, man. <laughs> well, you didn't use it wrong. No, I, but no, but it's like, uh, it's like, I, because he, he's not necessarily wrong. Uh, it's like those people who use, who, who get mad at, um, oh, fuck, what's the phrase? Um, irregardless. Irregardless Isn't is a that word. Wrong? No, it's a word. It's in the dictionary, but it's really? like can also use. It's like third party, low tier sub, you know, oh, sub definition like, of a thing. Like peasant English. Yeah, you can you can use it. It's you wouldn't say it's necessarily correct. There is a cor- a, a more correcter version. Hmm. Um, okay. But yeah. So anyway, uh, whatever. It was fine. It was fine. Irregardless, Justin read it. <laughs> Irregardless, in myriad of ways. Um, <laughs> I you know I wrote the I wrote the thing, and I'm not going to write a forward for a book of, by, uh, by someone who I don't believe in. And I believe in Johnson's yeah. Mackage Descents at the Beer Law Center. <laughs> yes. So okay. check him out. If you are opening a brewery or, or, or distillery or a winery or any sort of thing, um, you can contact John at the Beer Law Center, and he will help you not only do your trademark and not only do all that kind of stuff, but, like, navigate all the paperwork, yeah. mm-hmm. which is tough. There's a lot of that. And there's a ton of it. So uh, he's, he brings you, um, what are we doing? Feedback. Yes. This is uh, Guillermo, and he writes the session. Hey, guys, that uh, thanks for trying to answer the question for me. Apparently, this was one of the questions that we asked that was probably not for us. Um, believe it or not, you actually did give me the info that I needed. The question was for Bruce Strong. I don't know how it got to you guys. I recently <laughs> found the BN, and I've been listening to everything. The session is great. Thanks again. Can't wait for the next show. Guillermo. Right. Oh. You're welcome, Guillermo. Look at us brewing strong. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? Yeah, Jamil, nobody needs you anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all just. Uh, what are you guys doing with the afternoons? So, uh, yeah. yeah, it was uh, whatever. That's <laughs> fine. Um, oh God, I lost my place now. Here we you go. Only uh, one email. This is a session feedback from uh, last Monday, I guess. Uh, this is from Chris. He says, "Gentlemen and ladies, plural." Oh. I don't know. Oh, Kim was here here last week. I I try to forget that. Hmm. Uh, Loved the show on Beer Law. I could go for more episodes geared towards this, even though I don't own a business and will never start a brewery. (laughs) We did do pretty good. That was a good show. Yeah. Yeah, I had a a good time listening to it. As far as recommendations go, can I recommend Surly Brewing? I think we've had them on. To discuss beer law? Yes, I think so. He says they have violated several... No, I'm kidding. Joke. (laughs) Joking. I think they've had some issues. Uh, They have set a high bar, helped change Minnesota beer laws, and turn out great beers. Oh, well, maybe that's... that's Maybe he is saying that. They have changed the beer law. That's right. Oh, yes. Thanks, Chris. Um, Yeah, there you go. Uh, um, Beverly... Surly Brewing Thank for, you for, for remembering my name. Beer law changing. <laughs> I'd I was, be surprised if they haven't been on the show yet. We're I think that they have, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, no, I'll it, search. She'll be fine. Bev was sitting there, and she was annoying me, and I called her Taryn. 
<laughs> it's like, oh, God. Oh, this that's is, too bad. This is where we're going. Like, you need two of those. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, this one is for uh, Warren. It's titled, Congratulations, oh, Beardy. This is from Noah. He says, Dear Beardy. Actually, he says, I listen mostly via download, so I apologize on the promptness of this feedback. So... I don't know. I want to congratulate you on being right during the Escutcheon Brewing interview. Make sure you mark down the date so you can look back upon this joyous event. I was right once back in the fall of 2010. I remember it. It was a warm, sunny day. Apparently, you were right for something. I don't wow. know what. She would say what? I yeah, wish she would say what, too. Well, apparently, it, if, it, it doesn't matter even for Warren to be right because Warren, it doesn't. Well, he, he would remember, you would think. Well, I mean, it sounds like I was right. And so you guys should all uh, congratulate me as well, I feel that. like. Huh. Yeah, it's automatic. I just want to know. Oh, okay. Hmm. I want to actually It was probably something. I want to, like, uh, prove you're wrong is what I'm thinking of. Oh, okay. It was yeah. probably something very important uh, to the conversation, well, I'll tell whatever you what. it was. Go back and listen to it. Okay. The whole show. And then let us. Yeah, the whole show. Okay. Uh, see if and you can guess. See if you can figure it out. And then, and then let us know what you were actually correct about. Okay. Because yeah. I still don't believe it. Do you want me to write to feedback yeah, next I, week? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Please do. Yeah. All right. Fact check yourself. Uh, this is also from No. He says a suggestion. No, sorry. I've got five or six other things. Put those down too. Okay. Yeah. Well, don't get ahead of yourself. That's a big if. It'll just be one. Yeah, that's a big if. But thank you for the congratulations. Actually, no. Yeah, I, go, I want you to go on the record with the one thing that you want to go on the record, like being oh, right about. So, oh. like in in the in the pantheon, in the the vast <laughs> knowledge and and episodic uh, virtues of the session, of the one, one time, the one time you're right. What do you want to stand for? What do you want that one time to stand for? Going beyond this one episode that I yeah. was apparently Because it's the in. only time you were right, and it's probably going to be the only time you were right in moving forward also. Oh. So when the session is over, when the Burn Network is folded, okay. whenever that's going to be, and everything is in archive, then we can just neural network implant it. Right. In, people are going to remember you for one thing, yeah, being yeah. right one time, yeah. and you need right. to figure out what that one time is going to be. So if Tasty's right, and if you were right five times, pick one. Pick, pick your okay. pick your finest. Pick pick the rightest one Correctest. for the Smithsonian Archive. The more correct one, yeah, okay. for sure. All right. For sure. Um, let's see. Noah writes in for a uh, um, brewery interview suggestion. That's fine. Uh, then Keith writes in. He says, hey, guys, love the BN and the session. I'm an avid listener. I was listening to the latest session and heard you talking about BNA 13. I've attached an idea that you could incorporate into a logo or whatever. Um, and it just says uh, it's 1-3-N-A, but the 1-3 is like a B. So it's like elite speak, I guess, or whatever. Uh, uh-huh. That's cool. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Preach. <laughs> Much preach. Much preach, bruh. We probably need the help, too. I don't know. I think Jay's actually working on that, but who knows? He said, last, yeah. he said he was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. On, I, on the logo? Something oh, like that? oh, on the logo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know about logo. No, no. I, th- I think, I think uh, because knowing just how the logos work, it takes some months, so I'm sure that that ball's already right. rolling, but, you know, I'll forward it to him. Justin has a guy. I got a guy. And then this is for me. Wow. Apparently, yeah. Uh, he says, I want to wish you congrats on the birth of your daughter. Thank you very much. You and I have a lot in common. Uh-oh. <laughs> We're about the same age group, except I have two daughters. So basically, mm-hmm. I am your future, two years ahead, speaking back to you that you're fucked. You think you have it all figured out. You got your Pico brew, uh, so you can spend time with your girl, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. He just goes off about uh, airlocks and siphon tubes. It now turns to bath toys. And, uh, yeah, there you go. Thanks, uh, thanks, Mac. 
Eric, whatever, whatever your name is. People's people's name it says it confuses me because it says their name in the email and uh-huh. then they sign it differently and then so I don't know oh. I don't know what the fuck's going on with their on. forum name or something. Uh, probably their like their frat nickname. I have no idea. Okay, I have literally no idea. Well, but you guys are basically the same person. I heard <laughs> we have a lot email. in common. Oh, okay, I wouldn't go that we're the same person, Warren. I said basically. Uh, well, that's true. Anyway, that's feedback, everybody. It's brought to you by John at the Beer Law Center. If you have feedback on the show or anything uh, related to the Brewing Network in general, feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Yeah. It's pretty easy. Brewing questions, apparently, now. We, yeah, we're going to look. We're going to take over Bruce Strong from Julio. We're going to take <laughs> back Bruce Strong. We're going to occupy yeah, send, Bruce Strong. Send us all oh. those emails. We got, yeah. We got this. It takes Jamil like five years. I think he has questions before he even opened the brewery that he still has to go through. That's <laughs> wow. my thought on that. Yeah, he's backed yeah. up anyway. We'll do that. Okay. Right. So I'm ready for it. I'm. Uh, you know, I think we can. I think we can just do one or two questions a show. Yeah. Don't overload us. No. Yeah. And I think it'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure Jamil would love it. <laughs> take, take one question off his plate a yeah. week. <laughs> I think, that, yeah, why not? Uh, you guys remember the Suds Duds Society? They want to oh, remind yeah. you yeah, guys. I'm, I'm wearing a shirt. <coughs> oh, yeah? Not today, but I have worn it. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, it's a brewery t-shirt membership where members receive a t-shirt, promo item, and a homebrew recipe from a different brewery each month. Small independent breweries throughout the U.S. will be chosen for excellence in the craft. A portion of each membership will go to the highlighted brewery and to sponsor a local home brew club in their area. So you're doing a lot of good by uh, hanging out with Suds Duds Society. You can join the society by going to SudsDudsSociety.com and use promo code BNARMY at checkout to receive your discount. And you can support small beer one tea at a time. Suds Duds Society. I think it's a cool concept. Yeah. I think it's great. Can it catch on? I think so. It should, man. Uh, You know what's catching on? Speaking of catching on. There you go. Rum. We're going to talk rum for a second, Warren. We are? Okay. That that rum fire that we had. So on Heads and Tails, Warren and I did a rum show. Yes. And we did, uh, we tasted this beer, this shit. (laughs) What we did? Instead of of switching gears, I'm grinding them. So (laughs) it's it's fine. (laughs) You drive an automatic. You're not used to switching gears. No, I'm really not. Um, And it's it's called rum fire, and it's kind of hard to find. Oh, I, 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 okay. can't know where to, I didn't know where to find it. So uh, I was talking with some friends. I'm like, dude, forget this. I'm going to email the distributor. So I emailed, the, okay. I emailed the distributor. I was like, hey, I'm really interested in this rum fire. Where can I find uh-huh. um, And uh, the place, closest place to us is Ledger's in, in, oh, um, in Berkeley. In Berkeley, yeah. yeah. Um, but a couple friends got some from wherever the hell they got it and he they, they he brought it over in those little two ounce <laughs> those little oh. two ounce airline yeah. bottles or whatever oh, uh-huh. he's like here here's a little bit of this rum fire for huh. you and i'm like oh man this is great and so i brought it up to my winemaking friend mm-hmm. and uh it like blew his mind because it's so it's jamaican rum and they do this weird funky additive thing to it, Tasty, where sure. they add like, uh, you know, they it's called dunder or yeah. muck, and it's, it's just this scraping they, from fermentation, and they throw like rotten banana peels in it and shit, yeah. and it's open air, and so you have all this wild yeast and all this funk, and then they pitch it into uh, into their uh, like agricole rum, and it's the funkiest. It goes into the finished rum? Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. It's it, as it's it, fermenting. It, it, before yeah, yeah. the distillation, it goes right so in before they distill it. Yeah, they distill the compost pile. And the fire basically. is. Uh, I think it's just mar. I mean, it's overproof rum, so it's kind of oh, like alcoholic. Rum um, fire is the name yeah. of that particular one. Or 
No, no, not like a, no. it's not like Fireball or whatever, which would be pretty good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but um, I just thought uh, I would I would throw that out there because I want as many people to drink it as possible. Because it, if <laughs> if you like sour beers and you like funk, it's funky. It's funky, man. And then uh, just go go find it. Go try to find yeah, it. Call your little rum retailer and. Uh, yeah, yeah. if you like the overripe banana flavor, you'll be into this <laughs> banana bread. And but there's that bread, and you know, there's a whole, oh, yeah. there's a whole bunch of, there's a whole slew of stuff in there. So yeah. it really is the product of Jamaica. I mean, it's made yeah, yeah, oh, no, yeah. it's Jamaican rum. It's yeah. it's uh, you know clear. It's a rum agricole. Well, it's just distilled afterwards. So right. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's yeah. definitely distilled afterwards. Okay. But right. I'm still not sure the FDA would allow it here. But well, it's <laughs> a little bottles they do. Yeah. Well, I meant uh, distilleries to make it here. Oh, like this? Yeah. I don't know. I don't... I mean... Do they have a food... Li- I mean, like, why wouldn't they? Even beer has sort of like a food sort of connotation to it. I mean, making, making alcohol yeah. is basically making beer and then making, then making another step. It's true. I don't know. My everything's the same except one addition. Don't be wrong, Warren. I mean, well, uh, maybe don't be back, right. Yeah, but I need to go back to normal. <laughs> All the bad shit gets like left behind. Oh, sure. Yeah. Logically, it's fine, yeah. but still, the people in the office at the FDA don't necessarily know yeah, what's don't. happening. They just think, you want to add what? (laughs) Oh, you know, rotting banana peel juice. It's fine. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Everybody (laughs) does it. In Jamaica, they do it all the time. (laughs) Right. It's It's all right. They know what they're doing. (laughs) Yeah. But, man, it it just tripped me out, man, drinking this. And and I wanted to kind of bring it to the session because there is that crossover, which is Mm -hmm. kind of why we did Heads and Tails in the first place. Yeah. Um, But the more people that can drink rum fire, that means I can get it closer. I don't have to go all the way to Berkeley. Mm. It's like an hour away now. For, For your mixed fermentation rums. Yeah. It's good yeah. stuff, man. Yeah. Okay. I think what we're going to do is we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to speak with the fellas at Brunswick Beer Works in Toronto, Canada. And the Twitter game. Oh, The fart. music's already up. We can do it right when we get back. All right. right. Hey, the Maple Leafs are in the Stanley Cup playoffs right the now. The who and the what? Exactly. Never All right. Is. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters, Brewcasters. on the Brewing Network. Are you a member of the White Labs Customer Club? If not, you should be. It's the easiest way to earn free stuff for turning in your old homebrew labels from either vials or pure pitch. All you have to do is save your labels and redeem them for things like free yeast, an exclusive White Labs t-shirt or sweatshirt, and even the opportunity to brew with the yeast man himself, Chris White. Signing up is easy. Just go to whitelabs.com slash customer club, fill out the registration form, and then mail in your labels. They will return the favor by sending you awesome White Labs swag. Go sign up today at whitelabs.com slash customer club. White Labs, pure yeast and fermentation since 1995. First Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. 
Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Brewing Great Beer is a process of continuous learning, and the best books on every aspect of brewing can be found at Brewers Publications with more than 50 awesome titles like Modern Homebrew Recipes by Gordon Strong, Designing Great Beers, The Ultimate Guide to Brewing Classic Beer Styles by Ray Daniels, American Sour Beers, Innovative Techniques for Mixed Fermentations by Michael Tonsmeyer, For the Love of Hops, The Practical Guide to Aroma, Bitterness, and the Culture of Hops by Stan Hieronymus and Radical Brewing Recipes, Tales, and World Altering Meditations in a Glass by Randy Mosher, plus many, many more. These are the books and the authors with the knowledge to push your brewing farther than you thought possible. And you'll find them all at fine homebrew and book retailers everywhere. And visit the website at BrewersPublications.com. Brewers Publications, all the best on beer and brewing. Marin Brewing Company in Northern California has been making award-winning beers for more than 25 freaking years. Today, I want to tell you about their new 12-ounce cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale. The good stuff, Mount Tam is bright gold. 5.5% ABV to keep you feeling good and has been winning awards since 1989. If you're visiting the Bay Area, get your butt out to Marin Brewing Company. They pour tasty beers and serve great food every day until midnight. Come in for a tour, stay for the food, and pick up... A six-pack of cans of Mount Camp Pale Ale to enjoy at home, camping, biking, or whatever the hell you do. Owner Brandon Moylan has this to say about Marin Brewing Beers. It's freaking awesome. Marin Brewing has won more than 100 gold medals in international competitions. Check out MarinBrewing.com for all their award-winning beers, food, and merch. Marin Brewing Company in Larkspur, California. Award-winning taste, refreshing finish. It's freaking awesome. Thanks for hanging with us, everybody. Got a couple of things to do before we get to our guests from Brunswick Beer Works in Toronto, Canada. So, yeah, I was saying the Toronto Maple Leafs, baby, are in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and I'm excited. Is for that them. cool? That's cool because okay. they're like the, you know, losingest team in the history of the world or something. Not really. Oh, but, wow. Uh, so everyone else is way worse? They've Yeah. I mean, they've kind of just been not very good in the past 25 years or whatever, mm-hmm. but I'm glad to see them here, and uh, I think Patrick Marlowe left the Sharks and went to the Maple Leaves, and now they're in the playoffs. So Are the Sharks? Sharks uh, are doing well, dude. I think they play... Someday. I don't even know. They I, It hasn't been announced when, when they play because the first round isn't over yet. Sharks advance wow. through the first round. Uh, they're waiting. They're going to play the Vegas Knights, but I don't know when they start. Well, how how is one half of the Stanley Cup figured out? Already, but not because they the other because half. we swept the Ducks because the Ducks are terrible. Okay, and then the Vegas Knights I think swept the Kings because the Kings are terrible. Okay, and so it just it went in four games, but uh, the Boston um, Maple Leafs uh, series is at three to two already. So they've already played five games and they're on their sixth right now for the semifinals of that side. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah, so we're just waiting. 
Just hanging out. Okay. Just waiting. I think Wednesday. I think all the games should be cleared up by Wednesday, and then we'll know our schedule. But, uh, yeah, kind of cool. Cool. Because this is Sharks territory. That's right. right? Yes. Very That's what much. I'm supposed to say? Very much so correct. Sports. Yes, sir. Right. Don't mess with my friends on sports fields. <laughs> never do it. I, too, like touchdowns <laughs> yeah, and right. things. Never, never root against the wrong sports. Uh, okay, a couple things. Here we go. From White Labs, everybody. Those of you going to the Craft Brewers Conference, you can join White Labs the day before the conference kicks off, which is uh, Monday, April 30th, for a yeast handling for brewers class. In Nashville, Tennessee, where you'll take an in-depth look at how to best harvest and store yeast for optimal performance. Explore various fermentation-related products, such as preparing yeast for pitching, what to expect when repitching, techniques for reliable brewery propagation, and how to troubleshoot fermentation issues related to poor yeast handling practices. You can learn more about the event by visiting whitelabs.com slash education. That'll be cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great event. I'm excited. I just got uh, the invite to the White Labs party for CBC. Oh, yeah. Look at you. They rented out this giant uh, bar and music looking place. It looks really awesome. I wish I could could go. I hate you more than I do normally. Do you want me to RSVP a spot for you? Please do. (laughs) Okay. I'll do that. (sighs) Whatever. That's fine. And then uh, along the same lines of CBC, our friend Bub, our dear friend, close personal friend Bub, wants us to uh, read this uh, live read. He says, Dearest CBC attendees and NAS vegan residents. I don't know what that means. Nashvillians? I don't know. Uh, there's a BN meetup. See the bub and probably some other people you've heard of. Tuesday, May 1st, from 5 to 7 p.m., just outside the CBC venue. He says, we'll hit Broadway and look for somewhere to drink at a tonk, which I imagine is a honky tonk. Mm. Yeah. yeah honky tonk. I don't speak country. Oh, you fucking better learn, <laughs> homie. Uh, Bub will likely be wearing a skirt. Uh, he says kilt, but it's a it's a skirt. Mm. Let's be honest. Yeah. See the off-topic section of the BN form for all the details. So check that out. Bub was very adamant. He's like, would you mind if we... Yeah, that's fine, man. Meet up with everybody. Yeah. Hopefully you don't yeah. get murdered by a serial killer or something like that. Hopefully. Well, hopefully. Well, he runs all my web, my uh, my podcasts. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh. I do all my hosting so you actually through Bubweb. Yeah. Okay. So I need him. Because if, if he goes... You know, yeah. I go, apparently. <laughs> um, all right, Warren, let's do a Twitter game, huh? Yeah. What do you got? Well, uh, in the wake of Alpine and Green Flash uh, getting liquidated, essentially, um, there's a huge restructuring, and whoever was in charge before, a lot of people stayed behind, but not in the same positions that they're in. Okay. And so I'm wondering, uh, in the restructuring of the BN, what your role is actually going to be. In the new BN. When we restructure the Brewing Network. When, yeah, when it Got goes it. under and Justin gets uh, demoted to VP of Operations. Okay. What, okay. what is your position going to be? What is my... Okay, well, how do I phrase that to even post it? Uh, you're the social media guy. <laughs> Not of the Brewing Network. Are you kidding me? I would never claim that. Have you read our posts? <laughs> Well, you're a social media guy. It's like writing for Cosmopolitan. Every every post is like a BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed post. Isn't that what they do on the internet these days? I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with Kim. It's fine. Um, with the... This is fascinating radio. Yes. But nobody, I have nobody else to like write it, so I have right. to do it. All the computers are melting around here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. So there's no video right now. For you live people who are oh. listening live, there's no video because Bev's broadcast computer smells like burning. <laughs> so 
Yeah. And for some reason, she doesn't want to blow up in her little explosion-proof room. Huh. What if we give her, like, two fire extinguishers? Oh, yeah. I mean, let her rip. There's got to be at least one in there, right? We'll just fill the room with argon and uh, <laughs> give her an oxygen mask. I think she's just using this as an excuse to play words with friends for the rest of the show. What will JP's role be? I'm going to put my Twitter handle on there. What? Yeah. You'll get like two more followers out of this. <laughs> You're welcome. When I really want you to follow me on Instagram, because that's where the money is. Is it? I don't know. Dude. Oh. Sure. I've never seen an Instagram ad. <laughs> Another. That's the goal. They get paid to make it look like Dumb normal pictures. Be in game. And then be an army, dude. Yeah. Hashtag be an army. An army. All right, there you go, Warren. We did it. Look at that. All right, let me try to get Mike on the line here. While we, uh, I, I'm, I'm excited, Bev, and we might just move into at least a beer. We have four beers, I think, right? So we might want to just get, let's get two beers now um, until we, um, yeah. Get them closer to our mouths. <laughs> what do you think? All right. Mike is not answering, but I'm sure he's out getting a beer hmm. right now. Call error. Hmm. Call oh, error. No, call Mike. There we go. Mike's calling back. Oh shit! I just, I just, <laughs> I pushed the wrong button. Whoops! I love you, Hang it up. Bro. God, and you know what? I do that kind of more often than not, and I, I don't do. know why, I'll, man. I'll it's a fifty-fifty shot. Yeah. All my friends call me right back because they know I'm phone me right. God, <laughs> I'm so Mike. I'm here. We go. Okay, green button. Here we go. Mike, are you there? Hello. Hey, Mike. How you doing? I'm sorry. I've done this before. I promise. Yeah. No. No worries at all. <laughs> How's it going up there, man? Good, good. You know, we're just sipping, drinking rum, and watching the Leafs. Oh, are you? What, you're drinking. See, we should talk about rum right now. We should just take over the show. Oh, welcome to Heads and Tails, everybody. <laughs> how the how the boys doing? Are they doing all right? The game is on out outside in the bar, but I can't watch it. So yeah, there's there's 40 seconds left in the third period, and they're up. So uh, you know, as as you alluded to before, we we've, we've got a long history of of disappointment and anguish so this uh, this at least temporarily <laughs> finally right. yeah well you know what man and, and it's and, and i wonder how how different it is being uh, so you know i'm a sharks fan and not that you know but you know we'll just assume that you know um and they they're like perennial playoff contenders but they just they don't do anything they've made it and so i wonder what's worse to never make it in the playoffs or to make it in the playoffs constantly and then always get booted <laughs> i feel like that's i don't know i feel like i, I don't know which is worse yeah, I think if you ask a Leafs fan, they would love they would love to play this uh, this 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 just bleeds blue. <laughs> yeah, man, and you guys have such a passionate uh, fan base up there too for the Leafs, man. I love that. Yeah, well, you have to be when the tickets are about two hundred bucks to go to a game. No, they're not. Whoa, really? Yeah. It's 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 aggressive. <laughs> are there ten <laughs> seats in the arena? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the, it's the best seat in the league. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Uh, yeah, I love it, man. I love it. Well, anyway, let's talk about beer here. So we have Mike uh, Laba. Laba? Yep, Laba. Yep. Laba, okay. And then uh, you guys are from uh, Brunswick Beer Works. And then you also have, uh, sitting next to you, it sounds like, uh, Lodwig Swinkels. Do I say that right? Am I saying that right? Is it too German? Lodwig. It's my name. Ludwig. Right. All right. Well, nice to meet you guys. We're going to talk about some beers, uh, and I'm very excited about this. And, and like I was saying in the first segment, I'm, I'm, I'm interested cruising your website 
to learn about your your space there. And it sounds like you guys are doing something kind of completely different uh, than I've heard, anyway, um, where you're kind of celebrating more collaborative spaces and more open spaces with working with other brewers. And uh, so I definitely want to jump into that. Uh, but first of all, uh, Lodwig, can we go through... Uh, your brewing background, which will probably take five hours yeah. because you have so much of it. But you're, what, a seventh-generation brewer, I think, is, is what I said in my notes? Yes, that's for sure. And then uh, we were married in, so it could be a few generations longer. But uh, yeah. <laughs> since uh, Swinkles is brewing at the brewery from my family, uh, it's seventh generation. It's from 1719 on warts till now wow so, yeah. I was, were you just told back. as a child were you just told what you were going to be doing or did they let you go venture out and then you came back to brewing well i could do whatever i want as long as i got into brewing <laughs> <laughs> as long as that's where you ended up it didn't matter how you got there what do they, they say? Like the the Amish, they just they go off and do their year, and then right. they come back, and then everything yeah. is is fine. Was it, Job it, Springer? Yeah, everything was was forgiven. Like if you went into wine or something, that would be okay. Well, that's not beer, but it's well, it's the missing year, and it's fine. Yeah, well, <laughs> I never got that far, and uh, I always <laughs> was in the beer business. And uh, yeah, you grow up with it, and uh, you don't see anything else. And well, what should I do? Well. Let's go uh, get brewing. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. What, do what you're good at because you have a good base of knowledge from being around all those people that know what they're doing. Right, right. At, at what at what age did you know that you that's what you wanted to do? That was a long time ago. Uh, at first, I wanted to get into uh, the the hunting and I wanted to get into the forest and things like that, like that, like that. But I think the first time I was home brewing, I was eight years old, and I started <laughs> that back then. And yes, since then on, brewing was there. Brewing was there. You wanted to be a hunter. I'm glad that you uh, you know chose brewing because I feel that's much less dangerous. I think so too. I think it's, <laughs> and it's uh, more enjoyable afterwards uh, to, to see the results. Yeah. Say it that way. Well, right. I think I think brewing uh, makes everybody happy, and there's some people who don't like hunters. And well, <laughs> you know, I, I, I mean? like hunters. I, I like hunters, but I love I, brewers much more because we're always with you with guys. Them. I'm with you guys now, but uh, yeah. yeah, you grow up and. Uh, yeah, I like nature, and uh, the family always uh, was into brewing, but also into hunting. So I, oh. I grew up with both. And yeah. When you're really young, it's the nature and the wildlife and everything mm-hmm. that gets you. But when you get older and you try that, yeah, that good juice from the, <laughs> from the thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the choice uh, was getting easier and easier. The, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, your own food is Wednesday, but making your own alcoholic beverage, that's that's where it's at. <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> The well, ingredients come to you. You yeah. have to go and hunt them. And like I remember when I was uh, my, my my family, they would they would you know hunt for for sport and they would get mm-hmm. a deer and a, and a pig every once in a while and yeah. you know clean him and do the whole thing. And I always wanted to do it. And my dad, as he got older, he just didn't want to do it anymore. Um, and and he just I don't know something about killing a deer like the mm-hmm. big the big doe eye. He just, he just he got soft on me. Oh. He you know he would disappoint his Greeks uh, back home and he just got soft. But uh, I, I, I couldn't imagine now being 40 traipsing through the woods hunting <laughs> because uh, I would get tired. I mean, I, I dug a hole. I, I planted a tree in my in my yard, and I went home and took a nap. 
Like, I, 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 there's no way I could be you doing it. You went all the way home from your yard. Right. <laughs> I walked the 20 feet and uh, then plopped down on the couch, man. I couldn't. That's I couldn't. Foraging. That is foraging. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. I'll let nature take its course. So, Ludwig, you brewed in a number of, of breweries uh, that I can't pronounce because they're all uh, you know in the Netherlands. Um, but the I think the one that our listeners would recognize the most is La Trappe. Yes. How, and that was just recent, right? You left La Trappe to come to Brunswick, right? Yeah. Yeah. How was that I need, transition? I need a new challenge. You, it yeah. was nice up there. I, I really uh, had a great time. Uh, we made great beer. But, yeah, you've been, I've been around there for 14 years, uh, got everything on the track. And after that, I was really looking for new goals and new adventures. And, yeah. That's then. Then I had the collaboration here at uh, Brunswick, and I liked it. So, oh yeah. From one thing came another, and now I'm here. Now I'm sitting here, and wow. I I feel like uh, that's I don't want to say that's every like uh, you know home brewer's dream or craft brewer's dream or whatever to go work at like a Trappist brewery, but at least when I was coming up as a home brewer, that's kind of what you wanted to do, I think, because that's the most I don't know history, very, right? Yeah. Tasty, it's it's very it's, prestigious and it has to for sure, it, yeah. So. And and uh, you know it, I think it's kind of uh, I don't know funny or progressive or or both or neither that you came from this place with a bunch of heritage with a bunch of brewing influence to um, a facility that's super brand new that uh, is cranking out all these beers that's working with other people that's that's being very open about it and um, I, I, there's something really cool about that yeah. uh, about leaving you know, but you were there for 14 years I could definitely see that you wanted to kind of uh, kind of get out of there yeah 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 it was uh, I knew it I, I had a great time there and uh, at yeah. a certain time it was just getting into a routine and if you have uh, your beers there, they don't want uh, that many collaborations. They don't want new beers. They, uh, yeah, I liked. I, yeah. Then I got this, and you get to brew for so many uh, other breweries. You get to talk to all the brewers, and uh, yeah, you get to make so many different beers. Uh, it was a new challenge to me, and yeah. new country. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> No, no, yeah, I, I, th- that would be the draw, you know, as, no. as well. And I feel Every like week is different. Yeah, yeah, yeah for new, sure. New partners, new uh, collaborations. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Well, and, that, and that's how you learn. And I think craft, craft beer, especially, and well, I guess all beer now is sort of advancing. And, and even the big breweries are realizing that you need to come up with some little stuff here and there, some new changes or whatever, and, or just buy it. Yeah, like glitter. <laughs> like and, glitter. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Even the regional breweries need to have need more like their flagship beer. Produced in volume, and it sounds like Brunswick is the kind of place that you'd go to to take care of, to take some of that load off of your normal production. Yeah, it's, we should it's talk a great about place. Yeah. It's a great place. Beautiful uh, equipment here. We got uh, everything to uh, what a brewer wants, what a brewer needs, and uh, yeah, you can brew here and do the call. <laughs> Well, hey, and that's what you, that's what you train for. That's what's in your blood, and I, I I agree with you. Doing the same beers over and over again, and maybe some variations here and there, um, isn't necessarily what you were uh, was was burning your burners, I guess. You know, for for lack of a better term. And then, uh, so Mike, do me a favor, tell me what you do there at Brunswick. Yeah, so I'm one of the uh, partners here at Brunswick. Uh, there's there's five of us, and uh, we started this brewery in. Uh, I guess we we did our first beer off the canning line uh, June 2016. 
still, <laughs> still fairly new and yeah. Uh, yeah started you know looking to create a bit of a hub of brewing innovation in Canada and attracting different partners uh, to our facility from you know both locally uh, across the country the US uh, international um, to kind of bring their recipes to life fresh in, in our market my other company is a, is a craft beer importing company oh wow We're, and we've been in existence since uh, 2012 I guess um, bringing in you know the likes of uh, Great Divide New Holland uh, Omnipoyo um, Anderson Valley so you know we we played the import game for a while we still have that company um, and you know loved importing beers from all over the place but um, you know as we were about 10 years behind you guys in the IPA growth <laughs> and my business partner and I are, are, are IPA lovers and and um, you know it was tough bringing in any sort of uh, ultra fresh IPA to this market yeah um, the way that our market here works in Ontario is um, you know the LCBO the Liquor Control Board of Ontario is is um, one of the largest purchasers of beverage alcohol in the world and um, really kind of are the gatekeeper of all products uh, in the province. Mm. And so the, the merchandising and shopping experience in their stores is, is just fantastic. It doesn't matter what corner of the province you're in, the shopping experience is, is great. But being the regulators and, and you know, a business of that size, it works extremely well for wines and Smirnoff vodka, but um, <laughs> you know, for uh, you know, ultra fresh IPAs, it's, it's not ideal. Sure. So we were importing, you know, Yeti from Great Divide and Dragon's Milk from New Holland and, and beers that you know would would uh, benefit from from a little aging. Um, and then we kind of had an opportunity to to look at something unique and something different here, and and decided to build um, this partner brewing facility where we could start to approach some of the brewers that we had in our network and say, hey, you know, if we if we built a world-class facility, you know, would you be willing to brew locally? Um, you know, and, and I'd say 50% of them out of the gate were like, yeah, absolutely. You know, if, if you guys build it and I come tour and, and things seem great, uh, yeah, I'm in. Fresh beer is, is better. And, and, you know, I think, you know, six, seven, eight years ago, we probably wouldn't have had that kind of response rate. You know, mm -hmm. we would have had a lot more of a response of, no, my beer has to come from my facility. I have to control it. Um, sure. You know, in our model here, we, um, you know, we, we have different brewmasters from different breweries from all around the world here all the time. Uh, you can come as often as you'd like to brew your beer. Some, uh, you know, Canadian brewers are here a lot. Some Ontario breweries are here a lot. Hmm. Um, we always have different, you know, international breweries here laying down um, pilot brews, test batches, collaboration brews, um, you know, which kind of, you know, brought us to uh, Lodewick, you know, in, in us pestering and hounding the trap who we had imported uh, for a number of years mm -hmm. to let us do a collab brew and uh, <laughs> you know naturally there is that resistance of that's that's not kind of what we're about that's not what we do and yeah um you know it kind of came to fruition of all right you know let's stick to the charity mantra and let's make sure that all proceeds of this beer go to charity and, and help our relief efforts and, and we'll give it a shot do you think that's the last collaboration the trap will will, will let their brewers do? <laughs> was that the first can, that the first can beer? Because I think I saw a picture of it. It was in cans, right? Yeah, I think. And I, yeah, we sent a couple cans down to you of uh, of that Aura Labora, oh, um, oh, yeah. which is uh, which is the the philosophy of the uh, of the La Trap Brewery and the Trappist Brewers, uh, which is uh, uh, work and pray. Hmm. So, translation. Okay. so Ludwig, was was this beer brewed while you were the brewer at La Trappe and then canned while you were the brewer at uh, Brunswick? 
No, I uh, uh. just brewed it and they uh, canned it for me. But I got here uh, to taste it again when it was just canned, so I got my okay for it. And, uh, <laughs> oh, I see. It was fun, uh, it was fun to do. Uh, yeah. A great thing is that one of the partners here uh, from Brunswick uh, used to study with me together. And, oh. uh, we met in Weinstefan and. Uh, yeah, we're studying back then together, and it's after after 25 years to make a brew together was just a fun thing to do. So uh, that was, uh, yeah, how unless it more started also uh, next to the thing, of course, that they were importing our beer. Yeah, well, see, and you can't get that kind of that that I think uh, maybe you can. I don't know that sense of community and, and cool stuff happening when you're hunting. I think you made a good choice. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, sure, I'm like, sure I did. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a peaceful man now. <laughs> <laughs> but I was violent as hell when I was young. I think I mean, Captain Ahab and Moby Dick had a nice little uh, they, they relationship sure did. going. But you know, but like, let's say you and I were bow hunting, and Tasty goes, "You know what? I like let's let's do a collab hunt together." I, you can't do that. No. <laughs> you hold the bow. I'll hold the arrow. <laughs> I'll knock it for you. And yeah, we'll success is not that cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it'll be. Uh, I think it'll be great. So, so Mike, you sounds like you guys open open up the the, the brewery, the facility up there with specifically to target either smaller regional breweries who wanted either larger capacity or to bring people in to do collabs. Uh, Did you have plans to also do your line of beers too, or did that come later? No, no, we've, we've never really had kind of a plan to do our own beers. And really, to be honest, our own beers here are only collaborations. Oh. So the two that we sent you guys, for example, we did one with La Trap. Uh, we did one with Hopsteiner, the, the hop producer. They had a, oh, an yeah. experimental hop that they hadn't shipped to a brewery yet. Um, okay. They shipped it to us, and we did a, a single malt, single hop Hellsbach. Oh, and so it's a it's a single malt bill uh, of Canada two row malt, and it's the single hop. So the hop really has nowhere to hide. Um, you know, all flavors, all aromas you really get out of that beer um, is from the hop. So that's going to be really our our focus going forward. Yeah, the whole facility we're a, we're a purpose built facility um, to brew for um, international and local brewers. We've got uh, two brew houses, so everything's. Everything here is brand new uh, from Newland Systems in in um, BC. Wow, twenty heck brew house and a fifty heck brew house. So the twenty heck is always in use for recipe development uh, with various breweries, with pilot brews, um, with collaboration brews. And so you know, let's say a brewery from BC wants to to brew here for the Ontario market, their brewmaster would come in. They would brew three consecutive batches on the twenty heck. Um, they would kind of taste and tweak each one as they go um, to make sure we're matching, you know, the profile of, of their beer if it's an existing beer perfectly before we scale to the 50. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we kind of, you know, we align on the specs and and then we kind of go full tilt. That's crazy. And and I, I thinking from from a, a brewmaster standpoint, like what I think that's better. I think it's better. Than, than, than going to a brewery that has, oh, well, you know, we have 15 core beers and we can do collabs occasionally. Like, you're, you're always doing something new. Well, most yeah. breweries don't have a pilot system. So here you have a pilot system available, and you have the, the follow-on, which is the ability to produce enough of your beer yeah. to satisfy a market. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, there's, there's no lack of, uh, 
of adventure and, and ambition in the hallways here with, you know, three, four different, you know, brewmasters from other breweries, you know, wandering around. In 2017, we did 65 beers from 21 different breweries. Wow. Jeez. Uh, so, it, you know, that ranges from 12% barley wines to, uh, you know, 9% imperial IPAs to, you know, golden ales, blonde ales, session IPAs. It's, it's, it's every day there's something different with a different brewer here. And, and I think with our team, you know, with our, our, our brewing team, it's something that they've really gravitated to and, and, and I think really come to enjoy is, is constantly learning from other brewers and yeah. imparting some wisdom to other brewers and, um, you know, some pretty, some pretty cool things come out of it. You know, when you get guys like Henok from Omnipoyo from Sweden coming over to lay down a couple new brews, I mean, they're always batshit crazy. <laughs> but, you know, and everybody kind of looks at each other and goes, okay, you know, are we doing this? And then, you know, whatever comes out of the, at the other end is always exceptional and, and ends up being a great learning experience for, for our team. So yeah. yeah, it's a trip, man. It's, it's a real trip, you know, and, and when, Lodewick came here the first time for the collab, you know, I'd never met him. And so, you, mm. you know, you're wondering what you're going to get with this, you know, famed brewmaster coming over to brew. And, <laughs> right. and uh, you know, he just, he just emanated brewing passion and excitement and, and we were all pretty taken aback and, and, and drawn in by it. And, and then as kind of conversations progressed, uh, you know, there was, there was a couple of times we were like, oh man, I mean, this could this might actually happen. <laughs> <laughs> we can we can land this, dude. I, let, let's talk uh, about uh, little like like he's uh, not there. So when 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 you when he came over from the trap, was there any sort of talk? We were like, oh hey, we could we could probably get. Ludwig over here. Uh, was there any concern? Like, well, they've been brewing the same five beers for 14 years. What does he know about innovation and, and working with uh, other breweries? Or, or, you know, did you look at his pedigree and uh, his, you know, cover sheet, I guess, and, uh, and realize it, it's fine. He's going to be able to handle it just fine. Yeah, I think, I think we were all confident that he'd, that he'd be able to handle it just fine. I think, you know, the real carrot and where we've seen literally on the, you know, the Monday that, that he walked in day one, hmm. you know, it's, the, it's the inspiration, you know, that the rest of our brewers have. It's the kind of confidence. It's the, the mentoring and the training and the, you know, elevation of skills with the rest of our team that, that he brings. I don't think any of us had any questions about his, his, his brewing pedigree. Um, but yeah. what's been just really awesome to see so far is is just this uh this presence that he brings and, and the confidence that he brings to the whole team it's uh you know i I'll think it's, it's what's going to really pay off in spades there you go ludwig um where are you trying to say something <laughs> sorry uh i'm just going sure so. uh i was curious if you get more uh con or more brewers in there trying to uh, recreate existing beers or are they more looking for experimentation and, and trying something that they're either can't or not willing to do at their own brewery? Um, I'd say we get, we get both. So for our existing partners, like let's say for some Ontario guys that, that have, you know, a couple core brands out there, you know, they will book out our 20 hex system, you know, for the day to kick the tires on something different something unique. Um, so, you know, there is for sure, sorry, we're just uh, graining in. We're in the tap room right now <laughs> drinking a couple beers. And oh, nice. Over our shoulder, uh, they're starting to grain in, but we'll try to mute that for you. <laughs> so, do you guys run around the clock? <clears throat> yeah. It's not we early there. 24-7 here, yeah, right now. So we built the facility out to a capacity of about uh, 120,000 hectoliters. Huh? So I don't know what that would be in barrels for you guys, but... Uh, a lot. 105? Yeah, barrels. somewhere around there. 
Um, yeah, so right now we're brewing 24-7. Um, so our kind of team is, is split basically in, in three shifts. But um, yeah, to get back to your question, we I'd say there's all every single week there's there's a new beer going in, whether it's from an existing partner experimenting, trying something out, or it's a new partner coming in, um, bringing their kind of first batch hmm. to life. Wow. That's so right now beer. we've got you know uh, we've got a, you know our first beer in from Mickler uh, in tank that we're packaging on Friday. Um, there's guys down in uh, kind of near Windsor, Detroit that are launching some beers in the U.S. that are that are launching a few new brands. So yeah, I mean you know we I've been in this business for 16 years and I still geek out every time we get a new beer <laughs> right beer tank and you know I need to go over and and try it and and uh, yeah man it's it's, a, it's a fresh. That yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, Ludwig, do you have any beers that maybe wouldn't have happened had you not had the background and knowledge that you have? Do you know what I'm saying? Like if someone throws out, "Hey, let's brew. Why not like uh, you know prickly pears, but let's set them <laughs> on fire first and then heat the mash that way?" Or I, you know, I don't know. Uh, is there anything weird, complicated beers that 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 they turn to you for your for your vast knowledge, and then you go, "Yeah, we can do this if we just you know." finagle this thing well we should you should be open for anything but uh, of course uh, my experience is quite long and i go back long ways and uh, tried so many things at a certain time you you get a feeling for it and at least you can warn people like <laughs> be aware of this uh, we can do it because uh, yeah they're the brewers uh, the ones who make the recipes but you can give them good hints, and what I've really found out is that if you have some experience, uh, yeah, they're they're happy to get to get your two cents of it, and mm-hmm. uh, they they like it to be helped. And if they still want to do it the way they want, okay, um, we do it that way. But uh, most uh, brewers they also like to discuss, and uh, yeah, they take things from you uh yeah. so for that case uh, it's a help factor too uh to so just you, round it off just maybe this slight little way better you're providing input you're guiding them you're you're the you're the mentor you're the the headmaster i guess if, and if they if they want that there's yeah. there, there's, a, there's a lot of brewers that uh, that know it and but there's also quite a lot that come from a, a home, home brew background and mm-hmm. they have to scale up and for that case uh, it's going to be different if you cook into small pans or into big uh, big pans there is a difference and Man, I, I would I would be leaning on you all the time if that was me. I you know what I mean? Like make my make this better. I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, it's it's mostly it's not that that they don't know what they're what they're doing, but yeah, yeah if, if, a lot of them they're happy if, uh, if if you tell them why wouldn't you do it like this? You would have the advantage of and yeah, hmm. that time they say let's do it that way. Okay. Yeah, scale matters. Like if you're, yeah. especially dark malts, you get much more color or more out of a in, in, in a bigger system than you would do in a small system. Small system, you have to use a crazy amount of dark malts to, to get color into the beer. Bigger system doesn't take that much at all. Hmm. 
No, you didn't have anything to start, Warren. Um, okay, I'll tell you what, guys. If you can hang on for a little bit, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and then dive into, not literally, but maybe, who knows, um, dive into the beers that you sent. Is that cool? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, fine. so we'll uh, we'll see you in just a second here. That's Mike and Ludwig from Brunswick Beer Works in Toronto, Canada. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to drink some beers, and uh, we're going to talk about them. And this is my favorite part. Yes. So hang on. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on The Brewing Network. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, they're amazing special issues like plans for building a brew 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer, whether for yourself or as a gift. When you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the BrewingNetwork.com. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit fivestarchemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature march pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. Easy. 
this is Corey King from Side Project Brewing, and you're listening to the session on the Brewing Network. All right, thanks everybody for sticking around here. We're going to get back to our guest from Brunswick Beer Works in just a second, but I do have to tell you guys about Brewer Dude. Brewer Dude is uh, a homebrew shop, brewerdude.com. Guy's a listener, Nathan over there. Uh, He's a good dude, and uh, he wants to let you guys know that he offers flat rate shipping for $7.99 on all orders over $35. He carries kits from small independent breweries where a portion of the proceeds actually go back to the brewery, and they're seeking more breweries to partner up with. So if you're a brewery and you want to partner up with them, uh, brewerdude.com, check it out. They also carry hops from small family-owned hop farms, same day shipping open seven days a week with phone lines for customer service, which you don't really find usually in like kind of small shops. Um, they're open until 10 p.m. Eastern to better service the West Coast customers. They started this business to dig this, spend more time with the five children they adopted. Whoa. Where's the actual store at? I don't know. On the East Coast? Oh, probably that's a good question. BrewerDude.com. Check them out and support a fellow BN Army member. BrewerDude.com. I don't know. You want to find out? I do have it uh, about us. Let's go with the about us. I, one thing I never really asked. Kentucky. That's right. Oh. And I should have known that, too. Because he told you? Lexington, Kentucky. Yeah. So what he needs to do is pay for us to go out there and do some sort of meet and greet or some sure, show yeah, or something. I'd love to come visit. And then we'll ride the bourbon trail till till just ride it into the ground. Do you ride the bourbon trail? Yes. you. Ha- yeah. You don't just follow it. You have to ride that. Okay. I don't know how it works. <laughs> well, clearly. Yeah. Because if you did, <laughs> I'd be riding you'd it. You'd be riding it. I still want to do that, man. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that'd be a good time. That'd be a hoot, as they say in the business, dude. A hoot. A, just a straight-up hoot. Well, you guys have a business. That'd be just a write-off. You'd be a right. write-off, but uh, I need I need the actual money <laughs> to pay for it. Right. Oh, that, that, that kind of business. Yeah. yeah. Just, uh, you, know, <laughs> you know a successful one? Well, <laughs> that's, that's, that's tough. That's tougher to deal with. Uh, anyway, let's get back uh, to the folks at Brunswick Beer Works. Are you guys there, Mike and Ludwig? We are with a couple full glasses ourselves. Oh, nice. nice. Perfect. Okay, we're going to drink some beer here. Uh, the what first beer that we have in our glass is, I believe it's that collab. Uh, yeah, collab with Brunswick and La Trap. And it is, uh, say it again for me, Mike, because I don't know. Uh, it's Ora et Labora is what it's called. And Ora it's a et Labora. So it's, uh, it's a pretty classic double bock recipe for Christian and, and Lodewick and, uh, and the the, the big change and, and Ludwig will always talk about the beer more than I will but the, the, the one kind of tweak we made to to kind of Canadianify it was uh, using um, fresh local Newport hops from the Tavistock hop farm awesome Newport. so the trap yeast and oh you take it away You're, yeah, yeah I'd love, but talk to me about this beer yeah. man because this is delicious if you smell it, you probably uh, find uh, the uh, normal uh, Trappist funk fruitiness uh, that it has to it. And, yeah, that's what we thought, like, would fit in. So it's a little bit Dutch mm-hmm. uh, from the Trappist. Uh, it's a little bit German from our school. And it's a little bit Canadian uh, with, with the hops. Uh, and the craziness, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to have that in there, man. That's from which sure. country? <laughs> That's the American influence, probably. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're just the nuttiness. No, I don't know. It's the Dutch also. <laughs> Are the Dutch lunatics oh, as well? If you're a good brewer, you need to want to make something else as the regular. There's so mm. much 
uh, of the same. Uh, you want to step out of that and you want to create something that's not around. Uh, that was always my view, at least, of Ruin. Uh, get it to a different level, bring it somewhere else. Uh, don't, uh, intimid- uh, uh, don't, don't try to create the same thing as anybody else, but find your own corner and, yeah, create something crazy, nice, good, drinkable. Well, that's this definitely is is that. I mean, this is multi and and uh, but I don't want to say crisp, but there's that firm hop kind of flavor and bitterness there that I really enjoy. It it, it's it not works. Over hoppy. It's, no, it's, but it's got a nice uh, yeah, base in there. Yeah, but it's not something I would expect from no. from a, a beer like this. That's nice. This is it's this is really good. And how how is this uh, sort of beer going over? Uh, well, actually, where is this distributed? Uh, since it's a collab with the trap, and you guys, I imagine you have some at the, the tap room, and you sent some over there, or, or, or where else does this find landfall? We actually, the first batch of it that we made was for artisanal imports uh, in the U.S. Oh, uh, wow! Our our boy Lanny Hoff, uh, we sent him down. Uh, Quite a bit, and then and, and he took it to uh, I think eight or nine states. And I know on vacation in Florida, I ran into a Total Wines and saw it on the shelf, which was which was pretty cool. But the first batch um, all went to the U.S., and the second batch we started to kind of spread around here at, at on-premise accounts on draft, and and then we'll have an imminent uh, LCBO listing for it. But what's really cool is that you know we've got twenty taps, you know, in our tap room here, and. It's generally a, a tap for each brewery that we brew with. And, you know, we've got, you know, big, hazy New England IPAs. We've got uh, big stouts. And, you know, we've got all of the kind of things, I think, that are that are hot right now in craft beer. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting watching, you know, you know the, the, the craft beer drinker come in and discovering this double buck. And, and yeah. just kind of you see the eyebrows go up and you, and you see them kind of take note because it's, it's just so different than what's, you know, kind of right now on the on the crazy trajectory in, in craft beer, and yet it's balanced, it's boozy, it's flavorful, mm-hmm. it's drinkable, it's it's uh, it's super well done, I think. And it's going to get better even. Oh, with age, you want to you want to put put a little bit of this down. Uh, we we got something on barrels, so in oh, the no. future uh, we'll bring out something. Uh, so it's going to get even. More complex. Uh, I, I bet. Huh. And what what yeast did you use for us? You used a Trappist yeast. We used a Trappist yeast, but yeah, now on the barrels, uh, on the wooden barrels, it's gonna get uh, a new funky thing next to it. I hope, at least, that's what we working on. Oh, are, are you at, uh, like a sour a sour program? No. Well, we, we're gonna get into that also. We're just discussing that today, but. Uh, I don't know if we can talk open about it. I'm just looking at my partner here. Yeah. <laughs> this is your show now. So, so yeah, th- today we talk with Innocent Gun, and um, I don't know if you know the guys from Scotland. No. No, they, uh, they're they quite famous for their uh, barrel aging projects, and, uh, yeah, also they, they're going to come, come over in a good month from now, and, yeah, we're into uh, some new developments with them, and, yeah, that's what what I wanted to come from here uh, for here. Like to uh, 
Yeah, here in here in uh, Toronto, the sky is the limit at the moment, and let's prove. <laughs> that's a good uh, attitude yeah. to have, man. What that's ma- what that's what we missed. Uh, that's what I missed a little bit at La Trappe. You know, uh, mm. I started there, and we had uh, only three beers. Now there, there there's eight or nine. Uh, how you see it. Uh, and maybe one or two uh, special ones a year, but that's about it. And if you didn't, I was there for 14 years. And, uh, I became brewmaster of honor over there, but yeah, I was tempted to do some more. And I, I think I found that here. And Yeah, it sounds like it. What makes it a Doppelbach if you're using Trappist yeast? Uh, not, no, normally it would be a bottom fermenting, but... That's, I, I think, the North American spirit. Uh, okay, uh, it's about this, but we give it this extra twist. Uh, they, you could never do that in Germany and say it's a double bar. Here, <laughs> here in Canada, you, you, you be just give it a little twist and make it a little different and get your own corner uh, yeah. and make a beer that's not there yet. Okay. We're the one last up here. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. We're in, and, and man, out here on the West Coast, we're we're a Jackson Pollock painting of of it, it's too it's too out of control. Uh, it's anarchy out here. And uh, like, are you, do you have has glitter beers hit you yet up there? No, to be honest, we were listening. Uh, Dude, we were listening to that that part in the beginning, and uh, we and I were both just looking at each other, kind of. Uh, uh, chuckling a little bit. No, I'm I'm dying to get one in in me though. Are you? Right. Yeah, you'll be dying <laughs> afterwards too. <laughs> it sounds just so. It sounds just so out there. So, so I mean, give me, a, give me a two second snapshot of a glitter beer. Is it literally a beer with glitter? Yeah, it's, or is there something? No, no, that? it's literally a beer with uh, you know quote unquote edible glitter. But I've read a few articles where like you shouldn't consume. <laughs> right. It, 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 just because it's edible doesn't mean it needs to go through your colon. Right. Yeah. Okay. I, I assume that it was something much more complex and intriguing, but it's, no. it's litter. Okay. That's what no. I'm. That's what I'm saying. I don't know where it started, but let's just assume it was the West Coast because we're freaks out here. But um, it's just it, you know, hey, paint chips. Let's throw paint samples, uh, paint swatches from Home Depot into the beer, and it's like we're just we're trying too hard, and I don't I don't appreciate that. I, I like pushing the envelope. I'm fine. Like this beer is delicious, but um, you know, a lot of times we get we get beers out here that are. Just like oh, it's a pale ale. It says a pale ale on the thing, but it's like a, a, a imperial stout when you get it in the glass. Like no one cares anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the places, uh, you know, so in Nashville, the Craft Brewers Conference, um, mm-hmm. and I know you're not going to be there, so I, I, I yeah. hate to, to rub salt. In the wounds. <laughs> That's yeah. all right. Let's talk about it for a little bit longer. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, we're having a we're having a beer and barbecue showcase at the George Jones Museum on Wednesday, May second, and one of the beers we're going to feature a ton of of great uh, U.S. craft beers and and beers from all over. But this uh, this Ora Labora, the collab, will be uh, we featured that night. So for oh, the wow. listeners and for you guys and friends and family, um, yeah, that event uh, will be on the rooftop of the George Jones. It'll be a it'll be a, a pretty great night. Um, we'll be doing some authentic Nashville barbecue and, and crushing oh, cool. dynamite beers. So, Mike, don't worry, I'll come, send you a picture. Yeah, come Please. on, man, Mike, you just you're killing me. I really want to go to Nashville. Have hot chicken there. Have a, a bunch of hot chicken for me. I think hot chicken still plane tickets available. Hot, hot chicken would go great with this. I don't have money for that. So I guess to ensure, yeah, if anybody's if anybody's interested in coming, uh, just just shoot an email to partners at brunswickbeerworks dot com, and, and I'll make sure you're on the list and, and taken care of. That's great. B i e r. 
That sounds awesome, man. That sounds. Yeah, uh, it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Man, this beer is good. Yeah, I enjoy it a lot. I'm glad we have another can. We do. Yeah. Oh, even better. That's great. How is uh, how how are the beers out there coming across from the West Coast? Speaking of all that, uh, how are they being received? Are you guys are you guys kind of poo pooing some of the stuff we're doing out here, or or are you still just trying to absorb and and just get every new beer that comes out and, and kind of every new trend and every new every new flavor combination? I guess. Well, what's kind of what's crazy about Ontario is uh, we're really underserved in U.S. craft beer. Hmm. And I think it's it's you know our our challenges of doing import draft in market are really tough. Mm-hmm. So it's activate you know a brand at, at the bar level as an import, um, and then product that kind of comes in through our regular channels, um, you know is is either not uh, adequately supported or it's not fresh enough or it's or it's wildly expensive. You know if it's mm-hmm. coming from you know the far reaches. So yeah. I mean I could probably count the number of U.S. craft brewers that we have uh, in Ontario you know, on three hands kind of thing. It's Is that a good you know, thing, do you think, ultimately, for the Ontario beer scene? I think, you know, for, for, for local craft, for sure, local craft here is, is thriving and, and is doing except, exceptionally well. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I've worn an Ontario craft beer hat, you know, for a good part of my career, so I, I champion that side of it. Um, but I'm also one for selection. I'm also one for variety and for options and for quality and, and trying different things, and, uh, and I think we're a little underserved there. Hmm. And I only ask that because uh, you know I, I I would I would think that the influences would help the craft beer scene there grow without just the flood of American craft beers into the you know into the market to kind of challenge or maybe even stunt any local growth. But maybe that's ridiculous because craft hmm. beer is kind of everyone's still opening breweries. Is, yeah. is is it like that up there? Do you have a a, a lot of craft breweries like out here? It, you know you you throw a rock and you've hit a new opening. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're getting there. I mean, I think, you know, in Ontario, you know, right now, I think we've got, I don't know, 150 or 200 in planning or something like that. Wow. And, and again, everything here is a tenth of, of the U.S. We're a tenth of your population. And mm. and so kind of anytime you look at numbers like that, you kind of say, okay, if it's, if it's a tenth in, in, in Ontario, it's about on scale or it's about on par. And, yeah, we are, you know, they're, they're opening up on every corner all the time. Um and again, there's only so much shelf space. It's the exact same right. you know, situation you guys have down there. There's only so much shelf space, and everybody wants a listing, and everybody wants a spot. Um, and there's just not enough for everybody. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the beer selection at Safeway isn't growing any. It's been the right. same, like, half an aisle length. But, you know, there's so many different breweries opening up that, that it's, yeah, it's, it's very tough. Yeah, and if you're in a if you're in a town that that's got a couple breweries or doesn't have a brewery and you want to open up and and uh, you know sell beer out your front door and, and serve pints, you're going to do great. You're going to do awesome. But you know the national aspirations, um, you know, are getting tougher and tougher. Both I think in your market and, and in ours for mm-hmm. sure. You're right. That's true. That's certainly true here. Uh, yeah, you have to. Uh, the best model is the uh, small uh, twenty tap, make your own beer, you know, tap room. Yeah. With the government-controlled liquor stores, are, are all these new breweries going to be guaranteed some shelf space, or how is that going to work? Well, because we, because the LCBO is is, is government-owned, um, you know they they're they're kind of mandated to support local and and to you know, create jobs and all that. So they are they're great supporters. They're they're wonderful supporters. But again, they you know they've got X amount of stores, with X amount of shelf placements and, and shelf space. So. 
it can get tougher and tougher. Yeah, it's hilarious. Well, we're getting chased around. If you guys could see us right now, we're getting chased around the brewery, um, kind of trying to escape the noise and the rain. <laughs> <laughs> They're mobile. Then we went to catering. Yeah, then we went to the catering kitchen, and uh, and all of a sudden the ice maker went on, and I'm gonna laugh. And double fisting beers, and it's it's pretty great right now. That's yeah. typical brewing network, man, for sure. If something's going to go wrong, it's going to go wrong. Uh, it's just that's just what happens. Um, let's move on to this other beer, Ludwig. If you want to talk to us about uh, this Hopsteiner uh, collab, yeah, let's set this down here. How's that? Is that okay for noise right there? Yeah, no, sounds great. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, the Hopsteiner, yeah. Yeah, the Hopsteiner, yeah. It's uh, what we think, uh, a nice uh, Hellesbach. Uh, and what I really like about it is the hop flavor. It's it's a little bit American-like, but mostly influenced by the Germans. I think there is uh, a little bit of American blood in it, if you ask me. But for the rest, it, yeah, the, the European uh, flavors are dominating. And uh, for me, it's... Uh, a very nice beer as yeah everything has a citrusy um, uh, mango pine uh, uh, flavor to it and this really comes down uh, to the german uh, varieties mostly and, oh yeah and that's that's something different and there's so many there's a wonderful ipa to be made with german hops also and it's Okay, it's different, but uh, yeah, <laughs> to me it's uh, it's tempting also. Uh, so I hope you guys like it. Yeah, I think I think it's great. Um, the 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 malt balances really well with the uh, with the hop. That citrusy kind of you know almost grapefruity, but not <clears throat> not astringent like a grapefruity kind of hop can get. It's very uh, still kind of sweet and delicate, and then you have the sweet malt background um and it it carries right through very nicely i appreciate this uh, beer a lot which sounds weird to like show you like to be appreciative of someone brewing a beer but uh this is very good beer yeah there's like a lot of hop body in it layered hops are a perfume yeah canada two row it's a pretty sturdy malt bill that uh what's cool about this one is that the the technical director our friend Frank at, at Hopsteiner uh, was for a very long time the brewmaster at uh, Weinstefaner. Oh, wow. So, you know, he came over to brew this, and, and while he was here, Lodewick happened to be here, and uh, man, that was, friends. Yeah, that, was a, <laughs> that was a really cool night. You know, for a young brewery to have those two guys in our tap room <laughs> tipping cars together was pretty awesome. Yeah, it sounds like it. What, um, what hop did you guys use for this beer? It's a numbered hop, and yeah, it's I don't not. Know it it's not it, it doesn't have a name yet. It's mm-hmm. uh, an experimental phase. Uh, they're gonna see if they're really commercializing it. Uh, well, the way it tastes, it tastes. Uh, you would say, uh, bring it on, but yeah, it's it's not for sale yet. It's in the experimental phase. Uh, okay. Okay, well, we'll keep our, our, our ear to the ground for this. I mean, it's it almost like a supercharged, like, Huel Melon or something. It, it's kind of delicate yet assertive. I really enjoy it. I think this is great. 
We were going to send you yep. down a couple of fat IPAs, but we figured that's what you guys drink for breakfast. So. <laughs> I appreciate that a lot. Y- yeah, man. God, it's just, it's every, it, IPAs are everywhere. So we really yeah. enjoy getting yeah. away we from that. Of those here. Yeah. We we really appreciate uh, because also it, it's it's a little more interesting to even talk about too. It, it, you know, not just oh well, here's you know I brewed six IPAs and I've sent them all to you, and we're all going to talk about the same the same beer. You know what I mean? We get to talk a little bit more about process and a little bit more about ingredients and just doing things different. And it sounds like a lot like Ludwig, uh, you know, coming from uh, you know from La Trap over you know over to uh, to Brunswick, where you can you can do more stuff. And you can talk about different things. It's not just the same thing over and over again. Ain't that great? Yeah, it, I love it. I think it's amazing. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> is, is this a beer that's on the store shelves, or is this something you sell just through your tasting room? Yeah. Who? Why did you make this beer? That's a good question, Warren. Uh, so really, I mean, you know, when Frank reached out and said that they've got this experimental hop and, and it's it's still in the testing phase, and you know, said, hey. Uh, I'm due for a trip to Toronto. Can I ship this over to you and we brew something? It was like, yeah, absolutely. So it's on tap in our tasting room. We just canned it for the first time, I don't know, three, four weeks ago. So mm-hmm. it's, it's for sale through our bottle shop or, or our can shop. Um, you know, and that's kind of really the plan right now. Um, it was really just to kind of, uh, you know, to do something with it and, and test it out. And, and it's been well received in, in our world. And again, our, you know, our shop sells, you know, IPAs, Imperial Stouts, all, all of the things that our, our craft beer community loves. And these mm-hmm. two offerings, you know, have just been flying because I just, I feel they, they stick out a little bit and they're a bit, they're a bit more unique to the, to the current palette right now. Um, so yeah, no, we've been, we've been happy with them. They've, they've done well. And I imagine it's the perfect time of year for a beer like this to come out going into yeah, summertime. We got sunshine about yeah. uh, 48 hours ago, so... <laughs> <laughs> Almost gone. Yeah, this has been a real, uh, a real winter. Let me tell you that. Yeah, I imagine, man. Uh, with a beer like this, is this something you would you would do again? I mean, since it's since it's you know f- for you essentially, you're selling it through your your bottle shop. Is it? Do you have reoccurring beers like that? Even that maybe they started out with as a collaboration and kind of you know people are asking for because they're really good. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we we haven't even really yet. I mean, we're still, I guess new enough that uh you know as kind of collabs come in we do them we sell them you know we may do another batch of them but um this one's still in batch one or uh, i guess batch two now mm. uh, just kind of hit our hit our shop we just threw the labels on them and, and they hit the shop so yeah i mean if it starts flying we'll probably run run it for the summer but you know we might take this hop now and, and try you know another style with this hop so that people Ooh. can try them side by side and say okay yeah i really i really get you know what that hop's trying to say now because i get that same flavor in two very different style beers yeah like a nice vienna lager <laughs> very different very different but just as enjoyable <laughs> right. yeah. who knows we have to talk to frank what do you think yeah. oh man well i'm frank actually frank just called and he said a vienna lager and then <laughs> send and send it all to jason at the brewing network and then that'll be good <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds like something Frank would say, right? Classic Frank. <laughs> Typical Frank. You know what? I, I I was poking around on the website, and uh, I noticed that, you know, in addition to you guys also, you know, doing the, the collabs and stuff, you offer, like, deeper support, right? Yeah, so you do not only, like, marketing, but, like, label design and sales and stuff, too. Like, you guys are a full one-stop shop for this kind of thing. 
Yeah, I think, you know, in, in Ontario, you know, our, our label requirements are, are fairly stringent. You know, it's got to be French and English on there, milliliters, mm -hmm. not ounces. Things have to be a certain font size. Um, you know, we're, we're pretty rigid here. So I know in my, in, in wearing my import hat, you know, it's quite often been a barrier for some U.S. craft breweries is, hey, do you want to work with us and come to Canada? Absolutely. Great. Here are all the things you got to do to your can or your bottle. And they're like, no, not doing it. <laughs> In this model, it kind of now gives us, you know, a bit of an opportunity to say, you know, hey, why don't you come up to Toronto, visit the facility, check it out. You know, we'll instill some confidence and then, you know, brew your beer and we'll take care of all the packaging. We'll do the compliance. You know, you send us your can files. We can alter them so that they are compliant and we can take that kind of burden now off of, off of the brewery mm -hmm. and the kind of import side you know our sales team um, calls in lcbo's bars and restaurants grocery stores so you know for the right brands that come along we've, we've got the ability to to kind of uh, yeah give them kind of a, a bit of a turnkey sales force for the ones that, that make sense within our within our world i think it's great I, yeah. I, and i don't know of any are, are there other facilities going to that level out there no, in Canada, there's there's none. I mean, there's there's other you know contract brewing facilities that have extra capacity and they have their own brands and, and they'll bring on other brands. But nobody that does, nobody that's doing the international side, nobody mm -hmm. that's kind of focusing on, um, you know, out of province, national, international breweries. Um, I think that's that that partly stems from, uh, you know, our just our desire to work with a bunch of really really cool breweries and, and yeah. travel. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think, you know, in the way that the mode of the world's going, like if I look at Omnipolio that, that does this globally, same with Mickler, mm -hmm. um, that brews the breweries around the world, for them it's like, I just want to be fresh in market. I want to be as fresh as humanly possible. I want excuses to travel to other parts of the world. I want to chat with other brewers and learn. Yeah, and that's dude. What I want my business to be. And they've paved a way, I think, for a lot of, you know, traditional brewers to kind of go, yeah, you know what? Maybe being fresh in market and having better access to market and and you know uh, better opportunity at sales is is an interesting way to go. And so you know we once we get breweries here or brewers here, um, you know that kind of barrier generally generally comes down because it is it's a it's a it's a pretty beautiful facility. And then you know you throw in a guy in the mix like the guy sitting to my left here, and it's pretty tough <laughs> to dispute credibility. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, little bit. Can we uh, can we pick your brain real fast um, about um, Trappist beers and and if you if you have a couple tips for our homebrew listeners out there because those beers are are hard to replicate for us in the states. I've had a lot of bad copycats, uh, but if you have a couple tips. Um, or tricks or something like that that you can instill upon us to, to help us make a little bit better um, of, of these kind of, uh, you know, doubles and triples and all that kind of stuff, uh, that would be cool. Well, uh, there's a couple of things that, that you see quite regular in, in, in that world. Uh, first of all is a real warm fermenting uh, temperature. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that case, uh, yeah, you just get more esters and and, and, and more flavor into the beer. Uh, next to that, uh, people always try to uh, to brew real clean. Sometimes you need to bring a little bit of character in your beer, and that means not do everything perfect deliberately. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hmm. That but, seems like a dangerous. Uh... 
It's yeah. a dangerous How do you thing to mess with. I don't want to you... go, go too far as, as, as I still uh, am on good foot with most of the Trappist breweries and, uh, <laughs> and also uh, yeah. uh, the monks of La Trappe, of course. So I'm not going to give too many details, but you know, like most of the time people always think it, it, it has to be, be as clean as possible and as pure as possible. And sometimes you should just let some things slip in uh, right your hmm. and, and and form that character yeah it, it's it, if I, I was in wine stefan and if you would say i'm doing it like this uh, they would say you're crazy uh, <laughs> this is not good for your beer on the other hand it might bring some character in and uh, a, a little bit of funkiness and if you balance it it's, it might be something positive instead of neg- negative. Okay, so you're saying that fermentation character isn't necessarily the only thing that can drive your beer flavor and set it apart. You can you can mess with a little bit of funkiness, uh, yes. so to speak, and and you'll and, be you'll be you know, on a different path. Yeah, and for that case, of course, like, and it's hard for a home brewer to do that. But uh, we always say. Uh, uh, for example, hops are like grapes. Uh, it's not only the variety. Uh, you have to go to the fields. So you have to select them. You have mm. to uh, select your farmer. You have to see how he uh, fertilizes, how he sprays, or whatever he does. You know, yeah. it, it, uh, his soil. With grapes, it's it, it's it's a normal thing that you say it's. It's not only the variety of grapes; it's also the wine, the, the, the winemaker, and, and and the way it's grown with hops. You know, they buy a variety and say, say we have the best hops in there, and they know that they're not even been on the fields and haven't seen them. <laughs> but it's really a thing that is true. Yeah, know? how like, do they know? Uh, uh, it's really true. It's not only the variety. Uh, a lot of times, uh, I I use varieties that they say like, "How can you brew with them?" And on the other hand, it makes me uh, a gold medal on the World Beer Cup. Mm-hmm. The, the, the the hops is almost extinct because uh, nobody wants it anymore. But mm-hmm. but you bring it in into your beer and you make a, you make a a gold medal on the World Beer Cup. <laughs> so it, it, it's it's yeah. It's not only the variety, and you have to select uh, your ingredients. But yeah. that's of course hard for a, a homebrewer to do that. Uh, if you're, it is, yeah. If, if, if you're a Trappist brewery and, 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 and you, uh, there is some money, uh, you, you can't really do that and invest in, in that. And that's of course a thing that's most important of all: get the best ingredients uh, there are around. Uh, and do some work for that. Uh, don't just rely on this uh, uh, this selling for a company, but go to the farmers themselves. And that's a mm. nice thing. That's one thing I found out here also. They did that uh, at Brunswick already. I came here the first time, and um, we had to talk uh, to press. And mm-hmm. I, I come. There were farm. There were hop farmers and growers in here. And they had their special varieties, and uh, they were really happy to hear this kind of story. And there is a lot of right in there, mm. you know. It's—I won't say it's all, but it's. 
you can't make a perfect beer if you don't have the perfect ingredients. That's right. For sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is true. We do rely on our on our homebrew shops to deliver us, uh, you know, good, uh, you know, good hops and, and good ingredients. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, uh, you know, I think there are a lot of them out there that that freshness has really improved over the last 10, 15 years, especially in packaging hops. Uh, people are understanding, you know, to break down hops and nitrogen flush and, and do all that kind of stuff where uh, we, we have some pretty decent access. But uh, but I, I think you can still, as a home brewer, be choosy about your hops. And if you or, if you order, you know, the hops and it's... Yeah. Sometimes y- we have to take the hop and then make the beer that's good. It works well with rather yeah. than find the best hop. Because, yeah, we don't have, like, like Luke was saying... We don't have the the option of going out into the field and choosing yeah, the there best. There is no option for 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 a home no, brewer. Right. Can you imagine like going to a hop hop brewer? Go, oh, I want two ounces of this. <laughs> Five pounds of that cut right there. Yeah, I'll take this bind. Yeah. Yeah. No, and and I don't want to be negative. And of course, no. there's good hops everywhere around. Yes. Uh, but uh, the best is always to be found directly on the field. And I buy everything as a whole hops, and I let it produce uh, the way I want it. Mm. And yeah, it pays out. I think uh, mm-hmm. for sure. But back then and. Right now, we still have uh, here in Canada. We have a couple of growers that we are really working together with. So for our collaborations, uh, I'm very positive that I can find uh, some of the best Canadian hops. And yeah, same goes uh, for the barley and everything. You just need to know where to find it and need to know what to ask for and. Yeah. yeah, that makes that makes total sense. I appreciate it, and, and it sounds like uh, you're you're not very passionate at all about that say, subject. Now you see why we love this guy. Yeah, <laughs> I know, man, for sure. It absolutely matters. It absolutely matters. Well, Mike and Ludwig, I want to thank you guys very much for for joining us and for sending these beers. Uh, I think they were both delicious, and it's uh, I think it's a really cool business concept you guys have. Um, you know, anything to further the collaboration scene in craft beer and to share knowledge, uh, it, it pays dividends for everybody. And and so you know, I I, I think it's cool. I think you guys are on some. So when are you guys coming to Toronto? Man, whenever you want to take us up there, because uh, <laughs> I would love to go to if Toronto. You want to collaborate on a jet? A beer. <laughs> we could definitely do a beer. That would be uh, that would be great. I, th- I think it'd be a lot of fun for sure. And if you guys ever make it out here, you know, let us know. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I'll, I'll try to check you out in Nashville too. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I wish I could go, but I can't. So there you oh, go. Really appreciate your time, guys. Uh, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was fun talking to you. Yeah, yeah fun thanks. talking to you guys too. Sure. Thank you very much. You can go to BrunswickBeerWorks.com. That's B I E R BeerWorks.com and learn all about it. Check out their 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 facility. It is really beautiful. There's tons of photos online. Yeah. And uh, it's a it's a cool concept. And uh, and and Mike and Ludwig, you guys are, are doing a great job. These beers are good. And um, uh, yeah, I, I appreciate it. I can't say it enough. Thank you very much. Awesome, thanks. Yeah, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, when we chat next time, we'll have uh, we'll have some more of your American craft brewery partners uh, brewing here, and uh, we can ship some of them down. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. I'd appreciate it. Cheers. All right, guys. Have a good night. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Later. Yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah, it's great that they're getting fresh beer right yeah. there. I know. I yeah. think honestly, it's a cool. It, it, I think it's a cool concept. Um, 
Well, I was going to do a read. I think I can do a read because it's not a thing. Uh, go to Beersmith.com. Get your 21-day free trial of the best homebrewing software there is out there. Conduct all your recipes. Gather them all together. Treat it like your library. Do all that kind of stuff. Run your inventory. 21 days for free. Beersmith.com. Check them out. And we'll be right back. It's the session. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Check out their brand new patent-pending mash and boil 110-volt electric mashing and boiling unit. This compact all-stainless unit lets you mash, sparge, and boil just about anywhere that has a 110-volt plug. Double-wall construction adds to efficiency and safety, and a precise thermostat keeps temperatures where you want them. Unlike insulated buckets and converted coolers, multiple temperature rest mashing is easy to do all for under 300 bucks they also feature the mark ii work pump a magnetic drive high temperature pump that does the work of pumps that cost twice as much as well as exclusive brewer's edge regulators and quality keg king kegs and disconnects check them out today at williamsbrewing.com to bruise their vast selection with over 20 years of experience making world-class craft beer and more than 100 gold medals in international competitions moylan's brewing company is not just a pretty face in craft beer. Just ask Brendan Moylan. What do we got here? The beer of the hour. Moylan's, gotta love that big M. It's like a sign of awesomeness. It's got an extra kick to it. Let's pour this bad boy. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Moylan's. The end of the night when the kids are finally in bed, the wife's in bed, <laughs> nobody's bothering your ass anymore. That's Moylan's time. Moylan's is for you. Yeah. It's to help you out. Yeah. It helps me out. What? Well, because it's freaking awesome. Northern California brewed. It's brewed with love. With love? Oh, yeah. Tremendous. And it's always best where? Moylan's. you got to try it on tap at Moylan's. In Novato. They're freaking awesome. Not only because I own the brewery, because I love the beer. Cheers. Boom. Kilt Lifter Scotch Ale takes big beers to a whole new level with rich malt balanced perfectly with delicate hops and now comes in four-pack tall boy cans so you can take the party on the go. Or come to the brewery, take a tour, and try any of Moylan's fresh creations right from the source. Check them out at Moylan's.com. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. 
If you work in retail sales, the restaurant industry, or are a new craft beer enthusiast, or you know someone who is, you have got to check out Beer 101. Beer 101 is an online course created for anyone wanting a quick introduction to the vast world of craft beer. Beer 101 covers the history of beer, brewing ingredients and processes, vital stats like ABV, SRM, IBU and gravity, styles, tasting, glassware, and pairing beer with food. The Beer 101 course is offered by the Brewers Association at craftbeer.com, also home to the truly awesome Beer Style Finder, a visual guide to every beer style. Quickly play with color, bitterness, and alcohol content to interactively explore the entire world of beer styles with a gorgeously designed interface to your favorite beverage. The new Beer 101 course and new Beer Style Finder are only available at craftbeer.com. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Brewcasters are back. It is a 401 beer. Whatever. All right, thanks for hanging on, everybody. Whatever. We're going to do a little uh, a little housekeeping here, and then we're going to do the Twitter game, which is oh, part of the cool. housekeeping, and then we're going to uh, leave. But check it out. Go to greatfermentations.com. Like them on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all the places at GR8 Fermentation because they have the largest catalog of Blickman products on the web. Some of their, st- their, their All of their staff are some of the best trained in the business on using those products. Top-notch customer service. Same-day shipping on many items. Greatfermentations.com. Uh, man, that was a cool interview. I like I like Ludwig, man. He that kid has some passion. Oh kid, yeah, he's older than me, probably. I would imagine he's brewed a few things. He's yeah, he's brewed a couple two three, two three two teams, three beers, and he's been everywhere, man. Like he he's cut his teeth on a lot of different breweries, yeah. and then going to Weinstefen, like forget about it, dude. Yeah, he, I, I'm I, and I, I kind of felt weird, honestly, like asking about beers that he didn't make anymore you know what i mean and it's like oh well um you know but how do you how do you not how do you not ask that question about like trappist breweries and and trappist beers and how we can do that a little bit better well and he still is making trappist beers Uh, well (coughs) that's true excuse (coughs) wow you threw me more and I can't well, and talk. I told you I was re- sick. As required, it's what the customer wants. Is what they make. Yeah, right. Oh, right. Yeah. Speaking of what the customer wants, drink Drakes. Go to drinkdrakes.com. Oh, and whenever you're in the Bay Area, specifically in the Bay Area, but anywhere you can, find a Drakes bottle and then consume it because Drakes is good. They're good people. They make some good beers. Um, they do a lot of stuff in here in the Bay Area community, and we appreciate that. So no. check them out, drinkdrakes.com. They're yeah. good people over there. Next month, Session Fest. Oh, is that what that is? Oh, and you're going. End of May, yes. All yeah, right. I'll be pouring some beer. A collaboration uh, with Freewheel Brewing Company. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. That sounds great. Yeah, we're doing a, a Pilsner that we're doing a half cast condition, half draft. And we'll be serving both versions there. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Warren, that sounds amazing. Fancy. It does sound fancy. I'll tell you what. Can you make them the same temperature? So I can really compare them? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'll pour them, and then you can just let them sit out. Get there early? Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> Let's do the Twitter game. Okay. Okay. Do you remember what it was? Uh, it's when the BN gets restructured mm. yep. uh, after the uh, buyout. What are you, JP, going to be doing as your new role? 
All right. That's a good question, Warren. And I do want to tell you guys that this segment is sponsored by, brought to you by Brewers Publications which is a publishing division of the Brewers Association with nearly 50 titles in print and digital format. Brewers Publications is a beer book to fit most needs, whether you're a craft brewer, home brewer, or aspiring brewer. Visit BrewersPublications.com and browse titles on brewing science, the business of beer, beer history, and more. See, now, if I had written that spot, I would say put the ass back in aspiring and read books. Uh, Well, you are an ass man. Shit. Kinda. And if you're a, a, a AHA member, they'll, they'll push uh, special offers on those books to you. So, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, join the AHA. Hell, yeah, dude. Join that thing, dude. Okay. Let's go through the Twitter game, Warren Billups. Yes. Um, dude, dude, I got to find it here because I didn't have time to condense everything, and that's fine. That's sure. all right. No. Yeah. We're in the- Live editing. Um, dead air? That's our special air. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, put your hand down the front of your pants. Um, okay. No, that's from the twenty. That's a quote from me, apparently. So that's oh. wow. People are tweeting into the Brewing Network quotes that I've said. I feel huh. good. Oh, Just voluntarily. Apparently, yeah. Wow. Um, okay. So Christian Smith said, and so you guys are going to, ha- as I read it, you're going to have to tell me if it's funny enough to be on the list because I don't, okay. I don't have them comprehensively, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, CHO, this is from Christian Smith. He says, Chief Hosting Officer. Justin melted down, right? Hmm. List or no? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. No, there's no maybe. It's yes. No. Okay, no. Okay. Yes or no? Let us give you a visual so that we don't like. Whatever. I don't want the guy to, to hear that we did that. That sucks. Well, I'm going to say no. Well, you don't have to <laughs> well, say it sucks. Now he knows. Now he knows, now he knows, now he knows it's terrible. <laughs> Christian <really> Smith, <laughs> Tasty hates you and your profile photo. Straight from his mouth. Right, exactly. I mean, geez, dude. <laughs> Uh, JBC Brewing says, same as always, suck it, JP. Apparently, I'm just going to keep no, sucking still it. Still sucking it. That's probably accurate. Yay, nay. Um. Let's see where it goes from here. Oh, you can put it on the list. Warren. I'm saying oh, put it on put the, on the list. list. Okay, Jesus no, Christ. I'll my attention. I'll move that on. I All right. Move that on. Uh, it's simple task. Tell me yes or no. And two times in a row, you guys are going, maybe. <laughs> uh, JP is slowly changing his name to Justin. We all know Major Jip plays the long game. <laughs> Do you want to become him? No. I, I like so. my feet and my lungs <laughs> In the shape that they're in now. Actually, my feet are pretty bad, but uh, they're not going to fall off. Hmm. And I, yeah. I enjoy not poisoning my body in the temple that I live in. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I, I don't know. I bet there's better ones to come. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm all right with that. Uh, this is from Mike Shoemaker, who I don't really think makes shoes. Hmm. Uh, says, JP will be CEJ, Chief Engineer of Janitorization. He'll be responsible for keeping those Dyson hand blowers from spreading bacteria to the diehard hop grenade customers. Well, I don't care about them. I care about me. <laughs> I don't give a shit about the diehard hop grenade customers. I care about me and my bacteria-laden hands. Right. I, I, Tasty and I, I think, are the only one. Do you do this, too? Where we don't even we don't use the dryer. You just kind of wipe them on your pants and get out. combination. Yeah. So you, you, I don't have time to stand here and have the water blow in my face. No, because you have to do it for 20 seconds. Yeah. yeah. I'm not trying to stand in the bathroom for 20 seconds. Yeah, if you like a, a, a nice healthy coating of everyone else's germs blown on your hands, <laughs> just just hop in a Dyson. It'll be fine. Um, chief Engineer of Janitorization. Okay. I, uh, what do you think? Hmm. Sure, but you would do it selfishly. 
You wouldn't be doing it for the customers. Well, th- that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I wouldn't do it for the customers. I'd be doing it for myself. Yeah. But Mike is trying to be nice, and maybe I shouldn't have said, you know, fuck everybody else and just worry <laughs> about myself. But that's what that's what I got to well, do. We knew you were thinking it. Okay, thank you. We'll give it too much attention, not the passers. Yeah. Appreciate that, yeah. Uh, the Brewer of Seville says, In Chechnya, JP is head of show, but even after restructure, he is still useless. <laughs> Hmm. So I guess I wouldn't be doing anything. I don't want to laugh at you, but it's kind of funny. That's fine. Hey, you, you, you guys, do you, you want it on the list? It's kind of stuff that would be typically we, we would think about here. Sure. Hmm. I like it. <laughs> okay. Like here we go. Yeah. Uh, Joshua Leshovsky. The Shavos. I'm like, hmm. I can't, Is he from Chechnya? I've used up all of my like. Yeah, right. I've used I've, exactly. I've used up all of my like. I'm trying to pronounce your names. Mm. Like, uh, sorry, Joshua <laughs> says, "Daddy daycare at Disney World." <laughs> Not bad. No, I like that. I like yeah. it too, but it's that too made hot. Me smile. <laughs> okay, well, let's do it. I put that up. Move that top. <clears throat> Josh, uh, I'll put L E and then write a scribble. Because, I mean, mm. face yeah. it, when the pre-end sells out, we're just all going to be rich. We can do whatever we want. Well, we don't necessarily have a job at the end. Tens of dollars this is worth, tens for sure. Yeah, yeah, so right. Split how many ways? Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then here we go. This is the last one from Clayton, our friend Clayton, which, of course, is the longest tweet in history. <laughs> uh, JP takes over, uh, takes over care of Justin, who is now like his second baby. We'll feed and wipe Justin while grooming Alice to take over the BN broadcast duties along with producer Abigail. They care for JP and Bev after their fifth meltdowns and groom the BN Generation 3. By then, beer brews itself, so short shows. Uh, hmm. That's Clayton. It's a very yeah. long, thought-out uh, yeah. email. Yeah, it's a nice ending. Yeah, but, but it's also very wholesome. <laughs> it's, like, very R- pure and, and <laughs> yeah. you know, wholesome. So yeah. I, I like it. I'm going to put it on the list. Mm, new dad likes it. <laughs> that creepy as you're doing daycare. This, this, yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. I like that creepiness of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm that was a, the last one? That was the last that's one. Fine. That was it. Okay. Mm. So to recap, we had uh, uh, JBC uh, saying, same as always, suck it. Uh, Mike <laughs> saying, uh, chief engineer of janitorization. Uh, Brewer of Seville saying, JP has had a show, but I'm still useless. And Josh Lefrachte says, daddy daycare. And then Clayton with, um, you know, his novella. Hmm. <laughs> so I... To me, I kind of like the still sucking it after all these years. Really? Because I was going to... Well, the, first of all, you just modified it. It has not... It, well, <laughs> but I mean, some people don't... Like, as much change as a restructuring... Yeah. As much change that would come with a restructuring, it would be nice to know that some things would stay the same. Huh. Okay. So, still sucking it. I, I kind of like that. All right. I would have pulled it. I was actually going to say, I don't like that one. But, okay, well, Tasty, do you feel the same? Well, I don't know. After Warren brings it to the front of my brain here, I'm thinking I do like it a little bit. But, uh, what were you? What were you? I was. I'm still sort of a fan of the, uh, the daycare thing. But, uh, I do like daycare. the daddy daycare at Disneyland. I, just, I, just, okay. I laughed and I thought it was. I had a, I what just, sh- I what should we kill then? What should we kill? The uh, Chechnya, Clayton. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, Chechnya, which I thought was pretty yeah, Chechnya and Clayton are the only other two. So, well, no, there's another one in there somewhere. But the other one can go, and I think uh, the family-friendly BN one should go. Really. 
Because I don't think the restructuring is going to happen soon enough for Abby and Alice to take over. <laughs> I think. Well, I don't know. The restructuring has been threatened for like two years. <laughs> right. So uh, you know, it could it could be another ten. You never you never know. Sometimes Justin is very focused on his self care, and that's good. And yes. then sometimes he forgets to take his vitamin B or is it D or what. <laughs> Uh, any vitamin. He, I think <laughs> any vitamin would be good. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> vitamin N for nicotine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's true. Hey, man, what are you going to do? Uh, kids having fun. Um, okay, well, throw out your favorite then because this is kind of drawn out and I'm, yeah. I'm bored. What do you think? I said sucking so, it. No, Clayton. Okay, sucking it. Tasty. What do you think? Is that good well, enough you, for you? Well, you're only half in on that because you didn't think that was your first. Yeah, but I don't really care. I'll let you guys drive the the the, the trail. I mean, it's fine. But you would be I'm the deciding gonna, vote if he picks another one. I'm not even going to vote no, no, because no, I'm, I'm, this has already gone on too long. I don't care about it. I like still sucking it. Too. Still sucking. Okay, there you go, oh, JBC. Hey. You win, and you're 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 doing good, and you're doing great. Email Beverly, who's not here anymore. That's right. Yeah, Bev left because uh, apparently the uh, computer imploded or exploded or did neither. I don't know what, but it smelled like burning, and she restarted she it. Place any target orders? So she had right. Yeah, right. Yeah. She, she maxed it out. She maxed it out. Uh, yeah. So it's uh, you know she's gone. She doesn't need to be here. There's literally nothing for her to do. She ordered pizzas for us already, yeah, and they're here. Um, so there you go. Uh, anyway, uh, I forgot to tell you the Twitter game brought to you, of course. By craftbeer.com, whose mission is to tell the stories behind America's small and independent breweries and the cities and businesses that support them. It's a community full of passion, authenticity, creativity, and camaraderie. Explore the world of American craft beer at craftbeer.com. Okay, <clears throat> there's one read left. One and then, read. And then we're out of here. Yes. And you know what that is. You know what that read is, Warren. Um, oh, I think I've got it. Do you, though? Well, don't give it to anyone else, Warren, because that's rude. You're not going to speak of those? Adam and Eve is determined to help you spice things up in the bedroom, and they're backing up that promise. Go to adamandeve.com, and you'll get 50% off almost any item when you enter offer code BNARMY at checkout. You'll get a free Big O kit, which is backed by popular demand, which... I mean, of course it's going to be. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? You give a kit to like help with your big orgasm. Right. Who's not going to be like, hey, Adam and Eve, let's go. Right. It's been a while that since I've gotten that big O. Right. <laughs> you know I got this motherfucking thing on me, bro. <laughs> I need help with it. It's only getting bigger over here. Yeah. Uh, a Climax gel and a mini vibrator. <clears throat> um <laughs> You get your entire. I'm verklempt. <clears throat> You'll get uh, your entire order sent to you for free. Hurry up, fifty percent off that one item. Free shipping. Big O kit. Climax gel. Vibrator. BN Army is your code. Adamandeve.com is where you go for it. And that's it. That's it. We're done. We're. It seems like all of the things that there are for uh, toys. What do you mean? Are there other things out there than that whole giant list of things you get? Oh, um, I don't know. I think it's all you're going to need. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you that much right fucking now. <laughs> That'll keep you busy for a while. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, you know what? I Maybe you smoke a cigarette to take a nap all the time. <laughs> so what, they're in North Carolina, I think. That sounds right. And uh, yeah, so, I've got to get there, by the way. I, I know. And <laughs> Bev you, refuses to, because she has should, the contact. We should just take that on herself. She's not here. <laughs> okay, let's email. Well, let's talk to Jay first because I, mean, I don't want to like, hey, ruin Let's just turn thing, on her computer. Oh, wait. 
<laughs> and that'll get us in. And we can slide right in like we were coated with Climax gel. Oh, man. They won't even feel us. Here's, it's true. Even if we didn't have the gel. Um, I think that uh, here's what I think should, the next episode or the next season of uh, at least one of these zombie shows, right? Because they're always, they're always shot oh. in, like, in, in the South. Yeah, okay. You don't you don't see them coming across a giant eighteen thousand square foot warehouse of dildos, mm. and I think yeah. that that would be the the penultimate like apex, you know, almost shark jumping, but not really. Like you can't you can't top that ever. Is just can you imagine mm. like the the like the Walking Dead folks yeah. coming across like well Animals. I got all these you know climax gels they're gonna go to waste Michonne so uh, you know pull well, out your sword daddy let's go well maybe the dead already used it all. What else are they doing? I don't think they're pounding. I don't think they're laying lumber. Just because their blood yeah. pressure's not there anymore? Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They're dead. <laughs> all they want is eat other people or something. Kind of hmm. But they, all they want to do is first, bite first, other people a couple times and they first, get really full. This is a new zombie movie. I mean, it could be just a bunch of perverts. <laughs> Yeah, well, exactly yeah, right. Well, yeah. And, and especially it's it, you know a couple of those like I don't know if they're parodies, but like zombie adjacent movies where you know you regress to the like one or two simple tasks that you did. What if you're just a freak? <laughs> like, and that's what, so as a zombie, you're just trying to like you're, I'm really, I'm in a zombie movie now. you're just trying to get in, man. You're just trying to trying to get in whenever you can. Yeah, if, like, if, you're a horny, you're a super horny zombie. That's what of I want. Brains on the mind. Your your one goal. Right? Yeah, good. your one goal is to get to the Adam and Eve yeah. warehouse because the zombie cliche is getting old, right? Yeah. Oh my God, it's mm. getting it's terrible. New zombies. Yeah. That's what's needed. Yeah, for sure. I have a zombie script. I wrote a zombie. Anybody who wants to do a, a unique zombie movie, let me know. I'll send you my script. Is it set in the Adam and Eve warehouse? No, but it could be. They ran into it. Yeah. <laughs> it changes everything. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I'll, I'll, I'll make some rewrites. I'm fine with rewriting it. It's okay. <laughs> but I think I think that would be uh, that would be great. Being a, 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 a just get a horny zombie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I'm like I have no lips, but I'm horny as a motherfucker. That could be a new genre of DVD on Adam and Eve. Zombie horror horny. Horny yeah. zombie, zombie horny. I'm, I'm a zombie and horny. I'm undead and horny online, baby. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Speaking of going, let's get out of here. Uh, thank you to Mike and Ludwig from Brunswick Beer Works. You can go to brunswickbeerworks.com, of course, and uh, check all that stuff out. And when you're in Toronto. Check them out. Go there. And if you're a craft brewer and you want to do some collabs and do all that kind of stuff, contact them because the beers were good. Ludwig Ludwig obviously knows what he's talking about. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like that. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Sorry there's no video, but, uh, you know, you can blame that on Bev. And uh, what are we doing? Are we here next week? Are we? Oh, no, we're off next week for uh, CBC. Or is it the week after? That's right. We are off next Monday? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, we're off next Monday, and then we are back um, on May seventh from uh, with Crooked Lane Brewing Company. Oh, those and guys are making be... some good beers. Are they really? Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, yeah. And then uh, I think the next week after that, we have Dave Malalavov. Oh, from Flat Tail talking oh. about distributors. Yeah, he's coming down here. No, oh, he is for the show. No, oh, geez. He told me he was riding his bike down Sunday. Wow. Coming here and then going back Tuesday. Wow. Yeah. That's uh that's crazy, man. Well, that's him. <laughs> well, that is true. Um Bev told me that uh he did a glitter beer and I don't believe it. Oh no. 
So I had to call him, and I was like, "Look, dude, <laughs> if you did a glitter beer, we're not doing our collab. We did, you know, our yeah. our, our Don collab. It's off. Yeah, it's off. I'm not doing it. This beer was made in a glitter factory. Yeah. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stop. So. And I left a message because he's like oh, he's, doing okay. whatever the fuck he's doing. He's trying. He's probably buying his own like you know funeral plot or something like that. <laughs> Um, all right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in, and we won't see you next week, but we'll see you the week after that. Yeah. yeah see you next month. Just losing my sky and winning the race, J.P. <laughs>